Blog Talk Radio.
And I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show, Five Smooth Stones Network. I'm Brother Seth. That's what most of you know me by anyway. And I just can't wait to ask you how was your Christmas, family and friends. Um, how was your Christmas? And hopefully you had a blessed one. And uh, tonight's show is going to be talking about Christmas, the meaning of it. Um, uh, just a lot about it. Before, but before I get off into what the show is about, I just want to thank every single one of you for tuning in to this uh, live broadcast. We are live, and uh, been doing this for a long time now, folks, since 2011, almost 400 shows. And I just want to thank so many of you that have made that possible since 2011. You've been tuning in, some of you, and uh, then we got some new ones on the way. Uh, but nevertheless, I want to thank everyone that make up this whole Five Smooth Stone Network, this engine we call Five Smooth Stone Network, this program, this ministry we call Five Smooth Stone Network. Again, I'm Brother Seth, and um, tonight we're just going to be firing away at something dear to my heart, and that is celebrating the Messiah, celebrating his arrival, celebrating his arrival to the planet. You know, if you're talking to somebody, and you say something anywhere, any anything along the lines of, I thank the Father for Christ, I thank the Father for Jesus, I thank the Father for coming, uh, for sending His Son rather to come and die for our sins and, and to take away our sins and placing us our identity. Uh, I mean, in Christ, uh, to where when He sees us, He sees the Son and giving us this gift. When you say all of these things, it's nothing more than celebrating Christ. I don't know why people make this so complicated. So on one day of the year, people have set aside a day, the 25th of December. And I know there's a lot of paganism around the 25th of December, but if you want to be truthful, you want to be honest, and you want to be uh, just sound halfway intelligence, this is America, and probably every day of the year has pagan or, or uh, um, uh, origin, a pagan origin. If you want to just really get deep into American culture, it's all paganism for the days of the week, which I'm going to stop saying Monday, the worship of the moon, or Friday, the worship of Frigga, the goddess Frigga. Or what are y'all going to do? Stop saying Saturday, the worship of Saturn. I mean, come on, this whole ball of wax we call America is full of paganism. So, do we throw away the celebration of the most powerful, important event to happen to mankind on the count of somebody want to own a day, which nobody owns a day, no history on a day, no day is cursed in and of itself. It's what we make out of the day. I know there's a lot of people putting up Christmas trees, and I know how the scripture talks about people decking out trees and stuff into this uh, another God, but what if you just just because you put um, ornaments on a tree doesn't make the tree or the ornaments evil. It depends on your heart. Brothers and sisters, I'm already getting too deep into this, ain't I? I knew I would. But anyway, we're going to talk about those that are decorating trees with ornaments and Christmas lights and all of this. What is truly going on? Yes, a lot of it is paganism, folks. Sorry. So sorry to tell you that some of y'all's heart is just not in the right place, and you're all about the materialism and all about the Chris Santa Claus and the reindeer. And it's, and it's, it's, it's really is paganism. 1,000% paganism. But then there are some of you that make sure Christ is the center of the attention. 
And when that is the case, you begin to pass gifts and, and present gifts to each other. And if you're doing it in his name, his honor, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I am doing a show tonight. We are doing a show tonight to talk about that, um, the preserving, the preservation of the uh, Christian holiday or the the holiday we know as Christmas. I want to talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, some of the good parts about it, some of the bad parts about it, and just just a lot of talk tonight about Christmas, Christ, and well, coming, dying, um, and the rise, uh, uh, rising for our resurrection, for our deliverance, for our righteousness. And so, but again, there I go again, just jumping into it. That's just how I normally do it at the beginning of the show. I seem like I'm going too fast on it. <laughs> but anyway, folks. I am Brother Seth. I really am, and I have been thinking about this topic for a long time. I've been thinking about this show for a long time, doing a show like this, because so many people is just, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a Christmas where so many people didn't celebrate. I mean, just so many people just didn't celebrate. And I, know, I understand what, they, what, what they're saying. A lot of people really, 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 uh, a little music in the background. A lot of people are... Uh, very concerned these days. They don't want to be a part of anything paganism. They don't want to be a part of any kind of witchcraft or any types of thing that doesn't edify the most. I understand that. But remember, folks, a Christmas tree in and of itself is not evil. Bulbs in and of itself is not evil. Christmas lights in and of itself is not evil. Gifts in and of itself is not evil. It's what you do with these items. You can take that tree. And you can decorate it. Every bulb can mean something. It can mean every, uh, every something great. You have the power to define. We have the power to define. I think that it was a scripture that says, can't think where it's at, but it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In other words, let the godly people um, seize the power to define. Uh, we're, we're the godly people. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we're perfect. Uh, but the scripture did say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And that means we set the standards. We 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 set the, 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 the measurements by which the world is governed because we are the people of God. That is, if we indeed are born again, believe in the Messiah and have accepted his Father in him and uh, what Christ taught. But if we have accepted what Christ has taught, who Christ was, and have accepted the Father to our life, and it's and we believe, we truly believe the report that the scriptures talk of, and we're striving to live for him. Folks, we are born again, simple and plain. You can't even believe, according to the scriptures, unless he revealed it to you. So if you believe, you are very, very blessed. And so that those people are called the redeemed. And the scripture says in the book of, let's see if we can find it real quick. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Psalms 107 and 2. 107. And two, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let us declare this, that, and the other, okay? Because the world, after, after, after all, is just governed by ego, governed by a limited uh, 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 all types of bias studies and bias this and bias, political this, political that. And the people of God is supposed to be governed by one source, that is the word of the Most High, be it through his Ruach or his spirit or the scriptures. So... Uh, that is why it says that the, it's one of the reasons I know of. I'm sure there's many more. Uh, not that I know it all, but the scripture does say, let the reading of the Lord say so. So tonight, we're talking about Christmas. Christmas, and let us 
those of us who have been born again, uh, just have this fireside chat and uh, just talk about some things tonight. Talk about some things tonight. So let me just go ahead and read the show description where we'll be all on one page. How about that? I'll read the show's description. Many of you have sent this uh, via email or text or highway I got to you. Uh, but I sent this to many of you earlier. Christmas special program. Tonight, we talk about the most amazing event of human history, Christ's arrival to our planet and how it changed everything. Then we look at Christmas and Earth's celebration of his arrival. Lastly, the global movement to wipe out the celebration or to pollute it with paganism. One more time. Then we look at Christmas. Let me just read the whole thing again because it's not that long. We talk about the most amazing event of human history, Christ's arrival to our planet and how it has changed everything. Then we look at Christmas and the and Earth's celebration of his arrival. Lastly, the global movement to wipe out the celebration or to pollute it with paganism. My goodness. So anyway, I went on to say Five Foot Stone Network wishes you and yours a Merry Christmas as we 100% celebrate with the world the coming of Israel's Messiah to the earth. Thank you, Yah, and joy to the world. May we keep Christ the center of our Christmas or Christmas, or else it's honestly paganism. And that's the truth. And I sent it out to many of you. So that's what's happening tonight. Folks, I just want to, uh, again, I can't thank uh, you enough for following uh, us. Uh, those of you who have been following us, many of you have been tuning in since 2011, but you don't follow us for whatever reason. So I want to ask you at this time to consider following Five Smooth Stones Network. It's real simple. That link I sent to you, all you have to do is click on the follow button. It's going to ask you some questions. It's going to uh, ask you to log into Facebook or Twitter. And uh, when you log in, it's, it's not it's not going to uh, change your settings or anything like that. It's not going to send you junk mail. None of that crazy stuff that happens uh, with these online accounts. It's just going to simply give you a notice whenever we are doing a show. So follow Five Smooth Stones, please. It's very important to those of us that do these shows. We don't ask for much. We don't ask for any funds or anything like that. So follow the show. Many of you have said over the years, oh, brother, stuff, we really appreciate uh, what you're doing and the topics y'all talk about. And you're so informative. Over the years, I've gotten emails, texts, all types of things. But some of you are not following us, so follow us. It's, uh, again, that's, any bloggers will tell you that that's like their bread and butter follow the show. Another thing is, uh, now that we're on live now, go ahead and text your friends and family. Let them know we're on. And uh, you can text them your phone number or even that link that I sent you. Lastly, before I go, to, uh, before we open up and start talking about uh, our show, I want to just remind everybody, if you missed last week's show, of course, you missed the treat. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to it by simply Googling Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. Again, Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. You can get any of our old shows. And there's, like I said, there's almost 400 shows where we talk about um, those five topics, uh, which is nothing more than five answers. Um, 
five revelations, I should say, that come out of five questions I asked the Most High. That's what we talk about the most, those five revelations of those five answers. But we also talk about on this show pretty much everything and anything. We talk about lots and lots of topics on this show from just 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 all kinds of things. Okay, folks, I don't want to go off into the 400 topics. But anyway, listen, um, tonight is very important show, folks, because like I say, um, there's, like I said earlier, there's a movement. There is there is a spirit. There is a, I don't know what you call it, but there is this 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 uh, uh how can I say it? Um, a lot of people are not using wisdom where Christmas is concerned. They see a lot of the paganism, a lot of the materialism, and a lot of people stressing out over it. And they since they they hate that, and they hate what it does to families at this time. This is the highest. Suicide rate. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, this is the highest suicide rate of the year around Christmas time, and people just don't like it. And so a lot of people are are taking it a step further. They don't put up lights. They don't play the Christmas carols. They don't do this. They don't do that. And what we have to understand, brothers and sisters, when we begin to not celebrate. The greatest thing the Father has given us, which is His Son and, 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 and His life and the death and burial and resurrection and, and a life through Christ, if, 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 according to the Scriptures now, you know, this is, this is the so-called gospel. This is the, uh, um, the most powerful episode, event, thing to happen to human beings. Nothing is more profound than probably outside of being created. Uh, is this new creation, this new creation that happened when after our, our forefathers, Adam and Eve, fell in the garden and uh, sin began to take a hold on us and we began to just fall in all types of ways, spiritually, physically, mentally. And the Father sent the Son to redeem us with His blood and to, to shed His blood. Uh, many of you know the story of uh, Isaiah, excuse me, the Israelites, and how they had to shed blood in order to uh, approach this holy God, this holy being. He had, he had to have uh, the sins taken away before mankind could go before him because he was just that holy of a God, according to the scriptures. And many of you know of how the, the Israelites, the priests back in the day, in the uh, biblical times, had to offer a priest, excuse me, had to offer up um, lambs and bulls and goats, they had to be slaughtered. Blood had to have been spilled uh, in order for man to approach this holy, holy being. Y'all know that. Y'all need me to talk about that, right? Okay. Well, Christ gave up his, um, he was obedient to the point of death and gave up his life for our uh, righteousness. Uh, he shed his blood, that lamb uh, often called uh, shed his blood once and for all for sins, past, present, and future. Now we stand righteousness before God. The scriptures say blameless, blameless in love because of this sacrifice. Let me just go ahead and find that because I want everybody to really, this is something we probably should read. Blameless before him in love is the way we stand right now because of the gift. Um, 
that Christ provided. So I am. I'll look up that. But in, uh, in the meantime, let me just say a few other things here. Again, Christ came and shed His blood, and now man stands before the Father, blameless, without blame, before the Father, in love. In other words, uh, we have been placed before our, our Elohim, or our God. Uh, blameless, without fault, because when he sees us, brothers and sisters, y'all know the story, he sees who? He sees Christ, and that is what it is all about. So I just have to just talk about that a little bit, because there is this movement to destroy Christmas, uh, and it's really bigger than Christmas. Let me just go here. It's really a movement to destroy Christ, the gospel, the story, the Bible, you know, there are those that want to control humanity, and they are against the Bible. They are against the teachings of the Scriptures. They're against, really, God or Yahweh. They're against the Father. They're against righteousness. And so they have made it their business to attack spirituality like they got all the answers, like they're so happy and like they have it together. These people is on a mission and this spirit we call nothing more than the antichrist and it has come against us in all kinds of ways and many of you brothers and sisters especially those of you that you know this show talk a lot about the hebrew israelites many of you that have are new to this whole revelation of, of being israelites are are, are really uh, studious and, and, and you've done a lot of research over the years maybe you travel all over the planet and you've done your research and you know about the paganism, not just behind Christmas, but about America in general. And you have made it, made, it up, made it your business to stand against all paganism, all falsity, all lies, deception, ignorance. And you have made it your business to stand up against this paganism that's in Christianity as well as Christmas. And I understand that. But... You don't throw out the baby with the bathwater because Christ came to this earth. He lived, he dies, he rose again, and he is the reason for us even having a relationship with the Father. If we cancel out celebration of him by way of Christmas, yes, it's just an innocent day, but there's a bigger picture here. The, the, the picture is to wipe away Christ altogether, his teachings, the belief system, the Bible. And yes, even Yah of Israel or Yahweh or the Father himself. So be very careful with how we speak against Christmas and uh, 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 I mean, knock the paganism in it, knock the materialism in it. And uh, again, it's Christmas tonight. Uh, this is the eve of Christmas. And so I thought I would do a show talking about this beautiful, glorious day that, we, that man have set aside. No, it wasn't the true birth of Christ. We understand that. But it's a day set aside to remind the planet how great it is, how glorious it is for the, the Father to have sent the Son to this earth to die for our sins, to give us a way back to Him. As you know, Adam and Eve had their relationship with the Father where they walked hand in hand in the cool of the day in the garden. But something happened when man sinned. And ever since then, man had to go through these priests in the uh, nation of Israel. Uh, these priests are the only ones that could talk to this being, this father, and have a relationship with him. The God of the Old Testament, the Elohim of the Old Testament. So... 
the rest of the people, the bulk of the people, did not have this this oneness, this relationship. They had to trust these priests to get it right, and that was the mouthpiece of uh, uh, of Yah, our God, to them. And uh, of course, you know the history of Israel, the greatest nation ever to set foot on this planet, the strongest nation, the most beautiful nation, the most powerful fighters, because the Most High fought sometime with them when they was obedient. And no nation was more powerful than them in war, in in in, in how to in economics, in in. And it, actually, I wouldn't say economics. I don't want to say that because I know there's a lot of strong uh, nations uh, back in the uh, those ancient periods, uh, very, very, very powerful nations uh, coming out of the uh, the various empires. But what I'm trying to say is there was no nation quite like Israel because, again, the God of the heavens and earth was their guide. He didn't even want them to have a king. And Israel is the is the reason they have a king because they begged him to have a king like all the other nations. And when they begin to be like all the other nations and have a king, that's when things begin to go south for Israel. As you know, God did not want them to fight the battles. He wanted to fight the battles. He didn't want war. He didn't want all that bloodshed. But they wanted a king. They and he said, if you get a king, a king is going to take you into war. And uh, he's going to own you, basically. And that's what they wanted. They chose that lifestyle and that's what when a minute you see all this bloodshed in the Bible and so forth, y'all think it's the it's the father wanting that his will was to just, you know, be this bloodthirsty Elohim, this bloodthirsty God. No, no, no. It was Israel's desire to be like the other nations and today, two thousand eighteen, the true Israelites, the real Israelites. Of course we know they're not in Israel for the most part. That's the judgment upon the true Israelites. The true Israelites are yet in exile, and they still, to this very moment, desire a king over the Most High. So that's why it was it was just such a great thing to just have the Messiah to come on the scene and die for the sins of man. And through the rejection of the Messiah by these same Israelites, boy, I tell you, it was something else. These same rebellious Israelites who rejected uh, the father's advice of them having a king and had to go down the hard road of having a king and all these wars and blah, blah, blah. These same Israelites killed the Most High. Killed, excuse me, I said that wrong. Killed the Messiah. And as you know, history tells us very clearly that Christ was not seen when the when he came on the scene by these Israelites. They didn't know who he was because they wasn't living right. They didn't know that the the Son of of God, the Son of Yah, was standing before them preaching, and so they put their hands on him and uh, or demanded that hands be put on him and that he be. Uh, killed and, and of course it's all played into the will of, of the Father because the Father could, like Christ said to uh, to the authorities at the time, you don't have no power except it was given to you for such a time as this, pretty much. So anyway, today, fast forward to 2018 or 2019, if you're listening in the archive later on, Christmas, Christmas. We have a celebration on the 25th of December where we 
talking about the planet, enjoy 24 hours of celebrating the arrival of this Messiah and the wiping away of all sins, past, present, and future. All we have to do is believe and receive what the Father has said about through this Messiah. And as we believe this gospel, this good news that the Father says and speaks to his Messiah, we are. Something happens to us, folks. We are born again. We are born again. We are born again. We are new creatures when this happens. So tonight, again, we're just talking about this mighty, 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 powerful thing that happened to humanity when they, of course, believe. And even this belief that I'm talking about that we should have in this gospel, this good news that Christ preached, it's a mystery that we even believe it. The scripture says it like this, that this faith that we believe when Christ this gospel that we believe, excuse me, this gospel, this good news, what the gospel means, good news, that we believe that Christ taught about him coming from his Father and dying for the sins of the world and just believing all of the things he has said, that in and of itself is a miracle That because, again, we wasn't there. We wasn't there. And remember, remember what, the, what Christ said to his disciples, you see me and you believe, but blessed is he who is not here, who will hear my word and will believe anyway. So we are those people that were not there, but we yet believe. That right there is a miracle. And you can't get that miracle unless the Father draws you. Scripture says no man comes to the Father except he draw them. So who we are, fast forward 2019 again, 2018 again. Here we are, believers in Christ. And this is why we should celebrate Christ 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days. Shall, should we celebrate this glorious news of the Father sending a lamb, not to be slaughtered just one time like in the Old Testament, but to be slaughtered, blood slain, uh, life uh, slain, blood spilled once and for all, for all sins. And then he resurrected Christ to rule over this new covenant. And then he did something more powerful than anything I'm going to say tonight. And it's not going to be a lot of words, but it's very powerful. Then he placed us in Christ. In Christ. Most powerful words I will say tonight. In Christ. Then he placed our identity in Christ. When the Father sees the saints, those of us that believe, I'm talking about truly believe and have received the Father in our life, we have been declared born again, new creatures in Christ. The Bible says that the Father have placed our spiritual identity. We still have our same names in the natural, in the flesh. We still look the same in the natural, in the flesh. Okay, we still work at the same place in the natural, in the flesh. We still have the same family in the, in the natural, in the flesh. But if we have believed that report that Christ brought, that the scriptures declared, the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and really the whole Bible declares, if we believe, we believe. And I know we don't know all the scriptures, even, but if we believe the gospel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If we believe what Christ came to preach, the scripture says 
relationship. That right there in and of itself is a miracle. And we have been born again even to be able to do that. So that's the first miracle. You're given the faith to believe, and then once you give the faith to believe, you receive the Father, you're born again. So I think you and I should not cease celebrating. So if someone wants to bring the world together for 24 hours and celebrate it, I'm with it. Now, of course, something that great, Satan is not going to be very far, and he is going to make sure his his folk, his imps, his angels, those fallen angels, to get a part of it in derailing this glorious thing. Because what's behind this day is other people coming to the Father by seeing the celebration. Others, outsiders, looking on, saying, what is this all about? And then us believers are supposed to tell them the good news, the gospel. And this allows others to become a part of this glorious family of Yah, or Yahweh, or Yahuwah, of Israel, the Father I'm talking about. So anyway, tonight, tonight, what is tonight about? Christmas, simple and plain. I read earlier that we just want to talk about the greatest event of human history, Christ's arrival to our planet, how it has changed everything. And then, of course, tonight we're going to look at Christmas uh, some of the practices that is straight up ungodly about it, some of the behaviors that are straight up ungodly about Christmas, some of the things we do on the 25th that is taking our people backwards, 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 backwards. But most of our life is not just one day, so I don't want to make it like everything hangs on just this one day, but I still say, like I said earlier, there's a bigger picture, family and friends. There is a movement to silence all believers, and and especially this talk about Christ, Yeshua, or or many of you call him Yahweh, or most of you call him Jesus, which we know there was no J in the Hebrew. So, the Messiah, more appropriately, there is a movement, an international anti-Christ movement to silence Christmas altogether. We need not to be fools just because we see paganism here and there around this, this holiday. Holy Day really is what it really should be. It really should be. I know we have the Jewish Holy Days. I understand Hebrew Israelites. I understand. Y'all have to tell me that. I know that. And they are definitely pure because these Holy Days are in the Scriptures. I understand that. But if mankind want to say, let's meet on Sunday, or let's meet on Saturday, or let's meet on on, on day one, because, you know, they don't always call them Saturday and Friday. Those, that's paganism right there. But if, I guess I'm trying to say, in a nutshell, if, if someone wants to meet on a day to do a good deed, it's nothing wrong with that. We need to get, we need to grow up, some of us need to just grow up in our theology, grow up in our research, and understand there is nothing wrong with the 25th of December used to, uh, sing carols, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare room. I mean, isn't, it, isn't that what it's all about? Preparing room in your hearts for this Savior? So, yes, Brother Seth, celebrate Christmas. But I just try my best to get my family and myself, more importantly, to focus on the gift, the great gift we see, we receive in Bethlehem. 
Yes, yes, yes. So I want to do a little something different. Uh, I want to play a little comedy. This is still talking about the Savior having come to the earth. And I think y'all going to get a kick out of this. You know, we hardly ever do comedy. But I think y'all going to do <laughs> I'm going to like this comedy I got here. And uh, uh, this is by Jillian. Uh, I'll, I'll mention his name after, after the thing. It's Michael Jr. I don't forget his last name. But um, anyway, you've been listening to Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we're just talking tonight, yes, about a weightier matter. Christ coming to our earth, changing our earth. Changing everything. Yes, he did. He changed everything. The Father sees us completely different. The Father sees us completely different in that he sees Christ when he sees us. And I'm so thankful for the gift. I'm so thankful. Folks, This the name of this is called What If You Were a Younger Sibling of Yeshua. And the gentleman say Jesus, of course, we know there wasn't no J in the Hebrew. Y'all look at the bigger picture, the comedy behind uh, this person that he says is Jesus, but we know it's Yeshua or Yahweh, or the various Hebrew names about this great man that changed our planet, who was, uh, was deity, really. So check this out, folks. We'll be right back. I like reading the Bible. I was reading the Bible. Found out, uh, found out. Jesus had a little brother. Had Anybody know his name? James. When I read that, I was like, Phew. how much pressure was that? <laughs> Jesus, your big brother? How many times do you have to hear, why come you can't be more like Jesus, James? Because <laughs> you know, everybody probably thought that James could do the same thing Jesus could do, but he couldn't. He was just James. He wasn't James Christ. Remember the wedding banquet? Jesus turned water into wine. Everybody was amazed, but they don't tell you about the next banquet. Jesus left early. They started running out of wine. Everybody looked at James. It's like, man, last time this happened, your brother made some wine, dude. You, you just going to stand there with your sandals on? You're not going to make some Kool-Aid or something, man? You're not going to do anything? You know James had problems just like any other kid had problems. He would try to follow his big brother around. So everywhere Jesus went, James followed him. That's what little brothers do. So if Jesus went there, so did James. I bet one time James almost drowned. <laughs> oh, you just got that joke just now, didn't you? Jesus walked on water and James tried to make this one. I'm sure James had problems. He would go to his parents with his problems. And his parents, especially his, his mom, was trying to throw him a bone once in a while. They'd pray over their food. They'd be like, Lord, we just thank you for this food in James' name. James had problems. He would go to his parents with his problems, and you know what they would say? He'd be like, well, what would Jesus do? You know? 
Then they gave him a bracelet. They gave him a bracelet. And um, then he started selling those bracelets. You know? Made some money selling bracelets. What would be cool is a what would James do bracelet, right? Same initials, different meaning. Completely different meaning. You're driving down the street, you get cut off in traffic. You fuss him out, your pastor going to be like, yo, you got a what would Jesus do bracelet on? Like, uh-uh, that's what would James do. driving an imaginary car for a long time, isn't he? Also found out when Jesus was 12 years old, Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. They lost Jesus. And you know the first thing they had to do was pray. I wonder what that prayer must have sounded like. Joseph probably did the prayer. He was like, oh, God. Dear God, um, oh, forgiving God. Um, you remember that Messiah you gave us? You got another one somewhere, man? We don't... That was the only begotten son? Okay, we're going to find him. We're going to find him. What do y'all think of that? I know some of y'all smiling and not laughing hard. But anyway, I can't work me one to another episode. I know a lot of y'all laughing hard and not smiling hard. But I do want to welcome everyone again to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the Five Smoke Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. And tonight, the Christmas special program where we're talking about Christmas, everything about Christmas, and the phone lines is open, if you have a question or comment, feel free to press 1, please come on, and just ask your questions tonight, uh, we'll be a little liberal, you can talk as long as you like, as long as somebody else don't press 1, and then if we do get someone else to press 1, we'll just kind of limit your call, but I'll be a little liberal tonight, my co-host, uh, Sister Eliana Badia, who joins me most of the time, and some, and, and as well as other guests. Uh, I didn't get a chance to reach out to anybody because I've been busy with Christmas festivities today myself, family over and everything, um, again, celebrating the birth of Christ. So I didn't get a chance to really go after uh, uh, some of the guests like I normally do. So it's just me tonight. I just felt in my spirit really for a long time to talk about this topic because I'm so tired of uh, brothers and sisters knocking uh, you know, they have just given up on Christmas. It's just, it's just an act of the enemy. You know, it's just an act of the enemy. Uh, uh, the enemy come all kind of ways. Sometimes with a lot of this religious dogma, talking about paganism. But there's nothing wrong ever, ever to worship the Father. He gets the highest praise, but then the Son, for sure, we praise His name as well. We praise His works as well. We praise His obedience as well. Thank the Father. I thank the Father for Christ coming to our earth. Yeshua, Yahweh, the various names that Christ is known by, especially Jesus. Uh, we know who you're talking about, those of you that go by that precious name, Jesus. I know that the people that put that name out there were taking away from 
the true uh, the Savior, the true Messiah, by creating a name that meant something completely different. But yet, when we call that name, saints, don't be fooled. Don't be discouraged. The Father knows exactly who you're calling on. If you're calling on Him, especially through your heart, and you're humble, He hears you, and yes, He delivers you. Uh, so many people have been delivered under the name, by the name of Jesus, because of who they was calling on. So the same person responded. And uh, that's what I was trying to, uh, that's the point I made last week, that a lot of people called me Sid, uh, Cedric, Self. Some people call me Self. <laughs> no joke, some people actually call me Self. But my name is Seth, kind of like Beth, Seth. Very few people say it properly. But guess what? I respond to all of them. If, if they're looking at me, and I can see in their heart they're trying to get a hold of me, the Father is no different. Of course, when we know better, we do better. But I, I definitely welcome those that uh, look to, to Christ, Jesus Christ, call on Jesus Christ. Because I was saved, delivered, set free under the name of Jesus Christ. Again, because we're calling Mary's baby. So, anyway, tonight, 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 we're just talking about Christmas. And not so much, we don't have to just limit it to Christmas. It's kind of, we're kind of open to it at the same time. But just a lot of things in my heart tonight, a lot of things in my heart with regards to Christ. Uh, and this Christmas, uh, this, this celebration on the earth um, uh, for him. And uh, i just been wanting to do this show for a long, long time. I kind of disappointed Sister Eliana or, or, or none of the other, that I didn't get a chance, I should say, to get them on as well. But uh, we'll, we'll just keep at this because i got a lot to say tonight. So, y'all, just buckle your seatbelts and just get ready for a ride because Brother Seth comments with all kinds of angles on this. Um, like I said, there's a lot of history around the 25th of December. A lot of people know a lot of things, and I, I'm just thankful for the, uh, the research, the brothers and sisters over the years. We won't get into nothing too heavy tonight, so don't think it's going to be this deep, uh, going deep, deep, deep into uh, uh, paganism. It's not going to be that kind of show tonight. All I'm saying is the 25th of December uh, has roots in for sure. Um, bear with me here. Has a lot of paganism involved with that date, uh, going back to witches and so forth. But folks, again, a day is just a day. Um, today we can go out and, you know, there, there's people that can go out and do all kinds of things on a particular day and say this is the day. And But you don't own the, 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 that time. Only the Father owns the time. So I don't care what happened on the 20th of December years ago. If I decide to worship my Savior, that died for my sins and gave me a new way, a new a new path to righteousness. It is nobody's business. It is nobody's business. So, I uh, just wanted to say that um, y'all bear with me. Just got a little something here. I got to do. This gonna take about thirty seconds. Somebody, one of my kids here, left the door wide open. Here. Just give me about ten seconds. One second, please. So let's do a little bit of Michelle Williams here while I do this. Give me a second. Your point of view, the 
whereas some people may spread it out more over the 365 days, but we go to the same people for buying the same stuff. We, oh, you know, but I understand what they're saying. The merchants are really getting rich off of our, um, you know, uh, you know, using our children, and I understand the whole greed behind Christmas. So we just have to get control of our gifts at this time. Uh, uh, maybe we shouldn't always go to these uh, vendors uh, or merchants and, and make them rich. Perhaps Christmas should be more of a time to make gifts and, and make uh, practical things that we can exchange among our loved ones uh, where well, we are not making the merchant, uh, merchants uh, in this Babylonian society wealthy, but we are uh, coming together and using our own talents. And, you know, we can look at things like that, but my point is, if you go into these merchants 364 days of the year, why on this one day you want to make a big deal out of it? I mean, I really think they're right. We shouldn't be just making these people feel the rich like we do, but it's not just the 25th of December. It's the 24th, the 23rd, the 1st. It's November. It's October. All of these uh, months should we not be doing that. So. This whole argument is kind of lopsided. There's a lot of ignorance in, in, on each, on both sides. So, again, Brother Seth thought he would just share something that's been himself for a long, long time because I'm always running to brothers and sisters, uh, even Hebrew Israelites that are just done with Christmas, done with Christmas. Always too paganism. It's too, it's too, it's too full of paganism. It's too materialistic. And I don't fool with it. I don't get in bondage like that. And they don't do anything. They don't sing. They don't sing Christmas carols with their children. They don't get everybody together and just talk about what Christ, what Christmas means. They don't. They don't mention uh, the enemy has won. So either he'll get you, uh, and I do believe it's an enemy, folks. When I talk about enemy, I'm not just talking about. I'm talking about people full of Satan or evil spirits or devils, I should say. And they are against salvation. They are against the good news. They are against the power of God or the power of Yah through the good news. So, folks, listen. Let's be wise about this. Let's be wise about the Father. Let's be wise about what he has done through sending the Son. Let's be wise about redemption through the blood of Christ. Let's celebrate Christmas. I know it's the end of Christmas today. Uh, and I know we, another day is over with, but we still have uh, this holiday uh, for our future. And, 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 and more importantly, because Christmas is pretty much over, you know, it's the end of it. But there's going to be a lot of talk about it. And, and, and let's quit dogging our people at, at our jobs when we found out that they had a wonderful time with their family in Christmas. Let's just talk, let's use this as an opportunity to lift up our Lord and Savior, uh, Yeshua of Israel, or Yahshua, or Yahweh. Let's talk about him coming and his obedience to the Father's plan and sacrificing his life and dying and being rose again by the Father and him representing us on the right hand of the Father, the Scripture talks about. And let's just use this holiday as an opportunity. And that's all it is, is just another opportunity. But I want to switch gears just a little bit. We're still talking about Christmas, still talking about Christmas. 
and the, and I've, I've already mentioned the pagan, pagan paganism and the materialism, and uh, how that we should definitely. Uh, so uh, I think I hit that pretty good. I don't think I I can go into the paganism. The, the paganism in Christian in uh, excuse me Christmas is a whole another show all by itself. And I'm trying not to get into it at all in the mud. I'm trying to stand on the outside on the edge and kind of explain to y'all that it's not good and da 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 da. da but I don't want to get into it because this show is not designed for that. And to be very honest with you, I I know a lot about it, but. There are people that can go a whole lot deep into the paganism that is in all of the holidays, and I would rather leave the the, the uh, this that type of show for them. I just know that the 25th of December has a lot of history, bad history, horrible history, where it relates to paganism and witches and so forth. So let me do this. I want to talk about kind of something I started last week and that was talking about what actually happened uh, when Christ came, what actually happened when the Messiah came, why is it such a big deal that Christ came? Because I am just shocked uh, by how people don't know uh, why we needed Christ to come in the first place. I'm shocked by uh, more importantly uh, um, more by those that are born again, they they have believed the report of Christ. They have believed the gospel. They have received the Father into their life, and they are seeking Him on a daily uh, basis. And uh, they many of them have fruit in their life. I am just blown away by how they're not able to explain truly what Christ did with his death what happened with his burial what happened with his resurrection what happened with his ascension what actually happened when he ascended and what happened when the father said to the angels come and worship him and then he said to Christ, again, you will be unto me a son. They are back united. What does that mean? So tonight I want to hit that a little bit, talking about the gospel, what the Father has showed me over the years. And uh, I'm just so glad we're talking about this because... Again, it's, you know, you can't talk about everything on these shows, uh, and uh, but this is something that's been brewing in me, uh, just just because so many brothers and sisters I hear uh, on my job, or or maybe they're even um, just just in the street, in the marketplace, just just wherever, it's, even in hospitals, just there's so much ignorance centered around what we have inherited in the beloved or in Christ. And so I just want to do this opportunity to talk about that and maybe read a little bit of scriptures uh, if we have time to get around to it. Uh, because, again, somebody needs to make it very clear uh, just how important Christ's arrival has been for humanity. Uh, folks, like I said earlier, uh, Israel was the most powerful nation ever to walk on this earth. Israel the nation of Israel because 
Yah of Israel was their guide. These people wanted a king, though. They wanted a physical manifestation of a leader versus the divine manifestation of Yah. And he told them what the kings would do. Having a king would do like the other nations that Israel was trying to be like. He told them exactly what it would be like. And yet Israel wanted a king. So the father gave them their desire. And shortly thereafter, y'all know the story, uh, you know, they went into war many times. Some of the times the father fought with them because he was honoring who they were. And he said that he would be with them in battle, uh, even though he didn't, it wasn't his first choice for them. So a lot of bloodshed. The Old Testament is bloody, bloody, bloody. But folks, that's not the father's will. That was the will of rebellious Israelites. Always know that. That's the first thing I want to say. Well, not the first thing, but that's one thing I want to nail down. Second thing I want to say is these people was great because of the priesthood. Aaron and, and his sons were leading the priesthood, and these priests heard from uh, the God of the Old Testament, who I believe was Christ in his former glory. I don't believe that uh, the God of the, in the Old Testament. Here and there, you'll hear, you'll see various times where the fathers involved. But I believe, like Christ said in the New Testament, and he says that no man has seen, again, we're talking about the importance of Christ's arrival. That's pretty much what you can name this little topic here before we take a break. We'll uh, hit this hard, and then we'll take a little break, and then I'm going to got some other things in my heart that I want to share with you. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, folks, press 1 come on and share tonight okay it's not a problem uh our brother seth is just m- myself tonight and i'm just doing a solo kind of like i used to do remember for the first i think uh three or four years i didn't have guests on for for, for many reasons and i was just doing my thing so it's kind of like the same thing but again you can't come on and share comments and have comments or questions on me, uh, and, or ask your questions but folks listen again the arrival of Christ, how important it was. But we're starting now in the Old Testament with the Israelites, not going over every single little thing. I'm just mainly hitting on the fact that Israel, for sure, um, needed another way because these priests was limited. The priests, I said, was limited, okay? Only one of them. And they could only be one place at one time. And Israel had millions of people. That means millions of needs. And uh, so that's why uh, they were limited with that covenant that they had where the Father would speak through these priests. So Brother Seth believes that there was some frustration with regards to the Israelites uh, when they were sin, like we all do, uh, they wasn't cleansed right away. And there was guilt involved. The Bible says that the law was given to Israel because of their many, many sins. And uh, these laws were given to so they would to, to preserve them 
And uh, but the Bible says that while the law did preserve them, not and they were, you know, prevented them from just destroying themselves in various areas of their life, it did introduce sin. It did introduce sin. When you say thou shalt not, and somebody go against that, there is a guilt that comes. There is a guilt that comes when you've been told clearly what to do and you don't do it. Okay, so the law. In one sense, it preserved them from being utterly destroyed because they was told this is how you eat, this is what you don't eat, this is how you relate to women, this is how you relate to men, this is how you relate in business to your oppressors, this is how you relate in business to your friends, countries that have befriended you, this is how you run your economy. And so on and so on. Over 600, roughly 613 laws that the Father gave Israel through the priesthood. So, but this was a whole limited thing. This was a limited thing because of the guilt, of the guilt. And then um, there, there was limited sacrifices. Everybody didn't offer up sacrifices like they should have, and everybody didn't know how. And there was just a problem in Israel where it relates to sin, just like many of you are living under that same kind of law, you don't know that we're under grace. And unfortunately, a lot of y'all's, a lot of your ministers haven't told you that we are under a new and different covenant. And you're trying to work your way, work your way to the Father's heart, not knowing that your righteousness at your best, at your best, is as filthy rags, and the Father cannot accept you based upon your righteousness. I don't care if you fast in every day. You just, you just can't please the Father to where you can stand before him blameless without that blood being spilled, which is handled to the priest. Got a question already. I said hand up, so I'm going to go to the phone lines. We have a rule on the Five Smooth Stone Network that when someone has a question, we drop everything, go straight to the phone lines because we don't know how long some of you have. You're very busy people, and you can't always hang on these lines. So, a phone uh, a question. I'm gonna go to the phone lines and uh, see what is on the minds of the people. Erica five one three nine one nine. Go ahead with your question or comment. I like to for you to give us your name and your city first, though. Brother Seth, this is GC. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, G.C. from Cincinnati, Ohio. How you doing, sister? I'm blessed, and how are you? <laughs> it is so good to hear your voice, and that was a new one. And that, that right I'm there, a first-timer. I'm a first-timer. First I know time you're a first-timer. Yeah. Well, it is, I remember you, and I know you remember me, because we talk all the time on Facebook, but y'all, everybody, just so everybody know, we bring everybody up to speed. Sister GC, this is a sister that we used to have a, 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 a radio show. Uh, Cincinnati had a radio show called WCBG. Y'all have heard me talk about Tracy Hunter several times. Well, Tracy Hunter, this is where she was a GM. And GC was one of the many callers. She called a, a lot of times, and so did I. I called, I think, every day. And she called almost every day. And we just kind of just had a blast on that show with all that was going on in Cincinnati and my goodness, my goodness, Cincinnati y'all, y'all keep that sitting in your prayers. But sister, this sister right here 
is supporting uh, Tracy Hunter, then doing her thing in real estate. And it's just good to hear her in this setting. I just wasn't prepared to hear a GC tonight. But I am, I am shocked and, and blessed to hear your voices. Tell us about what's been going on with you. Well, I, I chimed in simply because of the topic. I did see the link on Facebook. And I, I said, wow, I really want to hear what Seth would have to say about the meaning of Christmas and this day and so forth because I myself have have went from one extreme to another uh, where I was into the paganism, spending and buying and all the stuff that the world has taught us. And I did learn that um, not the day that he was born. I learned, you know, the truth about a lot of things, the tree and just all that paganism stuff. And then I went to the other way. I just did not celebrate Christmas, uh, not in this traditional sense. And I celebrate Yeshua uh, every day. But uh, I am allowing myself uh, not necessarily to go spend up money because I think, Seth, that we made Christmas so much more about us than about what it's really about. Even Even people who would have the same conditions and circumstances before Christmas, they deepen on Christmas. Why? Because of self-centeredness. It's selfishness. It's about what we don't have or what ain't going on in our life or my life. What gift I didn't get, what gift I can't give, instead of being about the real meaning in our heart. Not, not. And I think that this thing has been taught so long. People, like you said, the... The suicide rate go up on Christmas. Why? Because it's self-centeredness. Instead yes. of being about the one that that came to 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 save him. And if we think about it, Seth, even the nature of his birth was was uh, sad, and him being sought to kill the firstborn, and then marrying Joseph, running to Egypt to save his life. I mean, it wasn't no. Hallelujah type of thing. It was it was it was about them running and hiding, and then him being born in a manger because nobody would accept them. So it was it was it was it was sad, and so we still yet even forgotten that part about it. My question is: Have we ever came up with the time? I know some people say it's in the fall, some say it's in the spring. I've never heard a date or a time when Jesus was born. Because I would like to celebrate it for real, though, and I celebrate every day. And if we want to call it, like you said, whenever we know better, we do better, Yeshua. Whenever we know better, we should do better. Well, we, you know, we know Sunday is not the Sabbath, but we still celebrate it. And I know it's not the Sabbath. That's been revealed to me by my spirit, by the spirit of the Lord. And yet I still go on Sunday. Why? Because we know what happened. We know we know man tra- changed tradition and laws, but yet we still follow them. And I, and I just don't understand why we continue. And don't get me wrong, I hear everything you were saying. But I, I, I just wish that we knew when he was born and that, yes, we need to keep people mindful of the real reason for the season as Christians. And I do because I don't get involved in a paganism. But I do let myself sing the songs now, and I do go look at the lights, but I don't put up trees and all that stuff, and I don't go buy a bunch of gifts. So I just wanted to say all of that. You know me. (laughs) 
I'm ready to listen. <laughs> Seth, what happened? I'm here. I'm just oh, talking, talking, talking. I, oh. I didn't realize I was a media, but listen again. It's here to hear your voice. Here, oh. it's here to hear your voice, Miss <laughs> Yeah, I was talking, talking, and I was media. But listen again. I know this might sound a little whatever, but I don't know if we'll ever know the day, GC. I just don't know if we'll ever know the day. To me, what's more important is to celebrate him really every day. It would be golden if we knew the day. But I think, now we're not talking about our birthday. Our birthday we do once a year. We're talking about the Savior of the world. I think he is a little different. With him, you have to have a party every day. And I do mean every day. We're supposed to worship him. That's his his party. If you worship in Christ, let's say on the twenty third, y'all just got to celebrating like crazy, talking about oh the father how the father sent him. And then when Christmas rolls around, it's not going to have a bang to it because you don't already been celebrating. That's kind of what I mean. I don't know that it's that important that we know the date. I think what's important that we really, truly worship him. And like I was saying about the trees, a tree all by itself is just a tree. It really is just a tree. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a tree. Okay, let's take a look at the bulb. And if you put it on the tree, why are you putting that bulb on the tree? Well, the tree represents life. The bulb represents eye. Define, I seize the power to define, and this bulb represents the years, every bulb represents the years I've been with Christ. I've been with the Father through Christ. And the little ornament on the top represents the Father, because he's the head of it all. You can do that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's no scripture verse going to come against you doing something. Now, let's just not use the tree, and let me show you what I mean. If in my house, I have a desk, and on the desk, 12 stones, and they represent the 12 Hebrew children. And on the right side of the desk, I have this little monument, and that represents the Father. Every time I come in, I see that, I think, I say, praise you, Father. I don't praise the stone or the monument or the 12 stones. I just say this represents something. And all of this, these shells here represent the years I've been born again. There is nobody going to have a problem with that. Nobody. Why is it when I do a tree, people have trouble with it and the balls on it? Because in the Old Testament it says you deck out trees, you do this, you do this, unto this other God. But we're not doing it unto the other God. This is where we have to rightly divide the word. And we've been taught by babies, Sister GC. We've been taught by some very ignorant ministers. Sorry, no offense to, I'm not saying your ministry, you got to show up. But I'm saying... We've been taught by some very guessing preachers, and they haven't broken this thing down right. Again, if you're doing it, you can go buy gifts. But like you said, that was brilliant. You said, what if you already owe for last Christmas? You shouldn't be getting no gifts. You shouldn't be 
you you into selfishness at that point. You into rebellion. You into oppression. You listen to spirits or something. The Father's not going to have you going into debt, getting your paying paying your rent for gifts. You know. So you understand what I'm going where I'm going with this, GC? I just understand. You know that for me, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I I hear you. But I guess I do look at the origination of a thing, you know, for me. And I do know that a lot of, especially the Roman Catholic faith, they take in a lot of evil things. And they say, well, let's turn them around for good. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, ain't that wrong with it because they really have. But, you know, they also changed it. The Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday, too. But anyway, I won't get into that. But, you know, they do talk about the tree and what it was used for in the Old Testament. And, again, I hear what you're saying. Just like some people, I don't do, I don't do, um, I don't hardly do any religions, actually. And, and I don't do Halloween because I know the origin. Now, some people say, oh, but you ain't got to have the, oh, but see, I just kind of do kind of no, look no, at the origin. No, 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 no. Some people have taken that and said, too, it was evil, but we're going to make that good, too. I'm just saying we could do that with anything. You can't. Well, hold on. Let me me chime in. I don't do any of those things, though. I don't. Let me me say this. And, again, I think I see Brother uh, 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 Shaw. And I'm going to do a special call. I've never did this before, but Ella Shure, I see you on the phone line. I would love for you to chime in, brother, here and there, because I know you and I, this brother, going to have a complete different <laughs> take. And I kind of welcome it, because I kind of miss that brother, really, to be very honest. But listen, Sister GC, I know what you're saying with regards to the, the the world does some, and then the church try to, you know, like they'll have um, some show, and then we got Sunday's best. I know what you mean. I, I, a lot of people have trouble with that. But I still will say this. What is your heart saying? Are you just trying to be like the world? Or are you trying to use it as a tool to get these young people who just who who just seem to not hear nothing you say, and they really will just ignore you and you'll lose them. Or are you being a little wise and say, well, we're going to have a Sunday's best, but we ain't going to do it like the world do it. We're going to have something equivalent. I know that a lot of people, uh, they just seem to be following the world. They need the world to tell the You know, I have trouble with churches. Every every event, they follow in the world, whatever the world do. Let's do it this Christian way. Well, let's sing. Here's, here's, here's a big one with me, sister. Gospel gospel singers, wearing what the world wear, doing what they... I mean, we're the believers. We're supposed to be leading out. So I, I have a major problem with that. But when it's got to do with a Christmas tree, a, a flat-out tree, I bet you money, if I did research, I ain't done this research, and I'm going to know what Brother LSU is going to say, but I bet you money, somewhere in the scriptures... Somebody had a tree decked out, and it was to the most high, and there wasn't nothing wrong with it. It's just the heathens, they'll do something, and all of a sudden we can't put a bulb on a tree because the heathens heathen did it 19,000 years ago. What if they put um, 
What if they put an ornament on a on a desk? Can't do that. Never again. What if they did this on the 25th? Can't use the 25th no more. What if they did this on the 23rd? Can't do this on the 23rd no more. What if they wear white and they all sung with their hands straight in the air? You can never wear white and sing to the Father again. What if they, what if they, what if they, then we won't be able to do nothing. So I don't think we should follow them around and say, what y'all going to do next so we can do it. <laughs> but at the same time, we have the power to define. If we want to worship our God on the 25th the same, we can take back the 25th the way I look at it. If our kids are out there if on, on, on Halloween, Brother LSU, I'm coming to you, but if on Halloween uh, they're out there selling candy and, 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 and doing all kind of crazy witch day, if we want to go out there on the same day and say we're going to worship the Father, and we're going to praise the Father out in these courtyards, and we're going to sing praise on him on the 25th, and we're going to give not candy away, but health foods away to our kids. Well, y'all copping off us, not necessarily. Copping off you is doing what you're doing. We ain't doing what you're doing. We're just being wise with our young people. Because when they go to school, they, people, they, they friends might say, well, what did y'all do? You know, and they may maybe be that we have to understand purpose that be a little wise. We don't always cater to again what the world is doing. But the, the scripture says, "He that went and sold his wife." Sister GC, I want you to comment, and then I want to go to Brother LSU. And actually, I will if you want to hang on the line. Since I ain't heard from you in a thousand years, you, my sister, can hang on the line. <laughs> but go ahead and comment for now. Go ahead and comment for now. Well, I really don't. No, I'll I'll wait and listen to the next uh, person coming on because uh, I do hear everything you're saying, and I don't disagree. And where where I'm at anymore is that I live and I let live. So if people want to put a tree up, as like you said, I'm not going to say you shouldn't put that tree up. Now, if they ask me why, then I can go to scriptures and show them what the Bible said about the tree, and it was used for evil. Uh, now. Again, the trees are kind of pretty, so you know, I'll you know I'll I'll even say now somebody's tree is pretty, but do I go out and buy one and do all the stuff? Number one, no, I can't even stand live trees because all them things get all over your floor. You got to clean them up. They're still there for six. Years. <laughs> but you know, I just kind of live now and just kind of let people live. But I explain to them why I don't, and I do feel free. I'm not telling you no lie. I am so free. From the, the, the hustle and the bustle and the spinning. Oh, that's and beautiful. I did not like him, what I didn't get. And I didn't, oh, my, you just don't know the freedom. And I've not done it for like 15 years now because I'm a giver all the time. I'm one, wow. I, you know, the Lord has gifted me to be a giver. So I don't feel like I need to take all one day and just, oh, my God. No. And then I try to celebrate Christ every day. So I don't, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. It is the time that people need to be mindful, and it's his birthday. That's what people, it's not my birthday. What gift am I going to give to him? What are we going to, how, how are we going to magnify him? And that's by telling the story. But it's not my birthday. It's his birthday. And I think we need to just be more mindful that it's not about us. Oh, my God. And then we won't feel so yes. depressed, oh. so what I ain't got, and so what, ooh, we so self-centered on this day. It's wow. sad. Anyway, I'll yeah, listen well, to well, the well, next. 
I'm going to stay on the line. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave gonna your go. line open if you don't mind. I'm going to leave your okay. line open. Just keep it, okay. keep it quiet because on, the, on this show, unlike regular radio, when they play this back in the archive because these shows are recorded, I got this call on that link. You know, if you want to forward it to friends afterwards, you can do that. But just keep it quiet. I'm going to go to the phone lines and, and get this other brother. I think it's about LSU all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, area code 678-559. Brother LSU, are you there? All I can say is Christmas is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ooh. hell of a drag. Is that what you said? Uh, no, I said a hell of a drug. That thing is harder to break than crack cocaine. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. How you doing, Sister GC? I know you know who this is by, you, by the voice, I'm sure. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm doing good. I'm trying to catch a voice. It sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. You remember a brother from Texas, Seth's friend, used to come out, hang out with Seth? You know him by Gary? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. How are you? There you go. There you go. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing well. It was very good to hear your voice, and I tuned in. I heard your voice. I said, wait a minute. I recognize this sister's voice. I know her from somewhere. And then after about another minute, I'm like, that's Sister GC. I'm like, oh, my God. I ain't heard her voice in years. I said, but right away, I, your voice is familiar. I recognize it. I said, Sister GC. But now I'm going to hear her voice for sure, both of y'all, actually. Uh, now, I'll, well, I'm going to listen to your feedback and your input, and I'm still here if you you know, but I'm going to listen to you. I did a lot of talking. Okay. Uh, Brother Seth, I called the show. Actually, my daughter asked me to call the show. Um, I had forgotten whenever holidays fall close to a weekend, I literally forget I lose track of the day. So I didn't know the day was Tuesday. And so oh, we're, okay. sitting up here trying, and we're sitting up here trying to determine what movie we were going to look at. And Danielle was going through Erica's Facebook page and she began to read the description of the show. And, of course, she was like, what? Oh, my goodness. And I was like, I was like, well, Danielle, you know, I can call you in the show, and you can talk to yourself. I don't have to necessarily say anything. You can talk, okay? I mean, you know, feel free. You can't be just fighting wars in the living room. You got to be out there and get on the battlefield. So I was like, I'm going to call in. I said, now, Brother Seth wants to talk to you. You got to get on the phone because you're the one who – Prompt me to call in and, and you know and to uh, give my input on the show. But um, well, well, let, let me say this: What is her input? You can you can put her on, or you can articulate what she was wanting to say, because you know you well, hear you hear again: a tree is a tree. It, it, it's it's not evil of itself. A gun is a gun. It's not evil of itself. No thing has a purpose all by itself. It's what the user uses it for. If you take that tree, take that bulb, and I'm going to do this unto the God, so-and-so. That's what the scripture will talk about. But if I have my tree up, and I'm going to put this decoration, I'm going to put on it, joy to the world, our Savior has come. Somebody coming and looking at my tree can't associate me with the tree that's in the Old Testament. And that's what people are doing. We have the power to define by our hearts. So I want to know. I'm 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 almost dying to know. Give me some feedback, brother. Well, I do not believe we have the power to define. I believe we we live in an illusion that we have the power to define 
The Messiah was quite explicit. He said, I do nothing except for what I see the Father do. In other words, what he was saying, and I paraphrase, I do nothing but that which I've been informed by the Father to do. I do nothing of my own accord. And what has happened is that since we follow Gentile Christianity, we're now taking on Gentile Christianity's viewpoint and looking at the world, and many times that's inconsistent from the truth. Like, here's a good example. There's a scripture, many Christians quote this scripture, and it's, I believe it's after 14th chapter of Corinthians. And the Apostle Paul is saying things such as this. When one person eats, they eat this, they eat that, and he says, and he said, uh, some people count all days, what is it, I think it says that, um, uh, all days equal. that all, that I'll see, they see all days equal or whatever. Now, that's used by Christians to say that, look, I don't have to keep the Sabbath because Paul said I didn't have to keep the Sabbath. But what it is, it's an incident of an example of what happens all too often in the world of Christendom. And that's because you've just taken that scripture out of context. That scripture has nothing to do with the Sabbath. That scripture has to do with fasting. And people were choosing and selecting certain days that they wish to fast upon. And so Paul was saying whether you fast this day or whether you fast or not, as long as you are fasting or not, not fasting and you are doing it as an attempt to be obedient to the Most High, then the, the, the Most High be glorified. He is not saying that you now have the liberty to obey the Ten Commandments or not obey the Ten Commandments. That would be inconsistent with the truth. So when we go to this day about the trees, the very scripture that Mr. G.C. was making a reference to and that you probably read before I called in on the show is out of Jeremiah chapter 10. And the very thing it begins to say when it starts off, it says this, Thus says Yahweh, learn not the way of the heathen. And what we are doing is that we don't understand the origins of things, so we adopt them. There was a reason Malcolm and Messiah said, I don't do nothing except for what I see the Father to do. Because if I'm left to my own accord, then I start inventing all these other things to do with it. That's how we have all these different religious practices. That's what happened with the Catholic Church. They infused witchcraft with Christianity. As a matter of fact, pagans were so much in an uproar with having to adopt certain ways of Christianity. Constantine, I have an ideal that can solve all of that. We're going to merge pagan celebrations with Christianity. That's and so right now what we do is we now have the approval of Christians to continue to practice our pagan celebrations. Amen. So when you look at the history of Christians, when you look at the shows you get Christian, that Christmas has nothing to do with Christ because Christmas, the celebration and the way it's celebrated, existed before Christ's birth. It's called winter solstice. It's called soul type. That existed before Christ was even born. And the very things that we do and that we keep, the Christmas tree, the bulb, that's ironic that you name those things in the scripture clearly specifically against why we're not to do it. Jeremiah 10 and 4. They deck it with silver and with gold, and they fasten it with nails, with hammers to the floor so that it does not move. They are right at okay. palm trees. They hang, they hang lights on them. They hang bulbs on them. Right, this, right, right. This is what... So this is what the angels were practicing. And what Jeremiah begins the prophecy as saying, he's saying these are the practices of the heathen. And the very way he introduces this prophecy, he says we are not to take on the ways of heathen. When we came out of Egyptian captivity, why did we the first order of distance that we were given before we crossed over to the land, before we went to the wilderness? When we were at Mount Sinai, why did we have to stop there? 
because immediately the father said, you've been living for 200 and something years in Egypt. You've taken on the ways of the Egyptians. You've taken on the, the, the traditions and the customs of the, tradition, of, of the Egyptians. And the first thing he says after law is you are not to take on the ways of the Egyptians. And then he begins to tell us the things that we are not to do that they do. Okay. The problem with what G.C. said, last one I'm close out here, G.C. said this. When we know better, we are expected to do better. If the most Seth high said that. We both said it, G.C. We both said it. And whoever said it is right, because here's the thing. What if the most high treated us the way we treat our children? Question again. Ask the question again. What if the Most High treated us the way we treat our children? When Lydia and Josiah was young, there were certain things that you did that you gave leniency upon because you felt like they were not at the age of understanding and therefore they were not at the age of accountability. But the moment they got understanding and then reached the age of accountability, there is certain conduct that you did not request out of them, you demanded out of them. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you're going to live it according to the way that I determined it. Are you going to find some place else to stay? Let me ask you a question. I want to ask. Okay, that's how you feel about your house. So how do you think about how he feels about his creation? When he says, I don't want you to do a certain thing and that you're not to do a certain thing, and then when you're younger, you don't know. Well, before we knew, when I was young, I didn't understand the, I didn't understand the origin of Christmas because my parents never corrected me on it because they didn't know. So therefore, I followed suit. But when I became older and then I was exposed to the truth and I began to do the research, I said, one day I'm going to have to stand before the judgment of the Most High, and he's going to say, well, son, why did you continue to practice that even when you knew that you right? When you know well, Jericho, why do you continue to practice that? Let, let me say this. I'm going to ask, because G.C. again is so good to hear your voice. Since I know people probably saying, y'all, okay, y'all, all right. But it's, y'all, this is just mean a lot to me. She is just such a, a asset in that city, warned for what is right. G.C. is just one of those persons out there on the battlefield, and I really respect her. I'm so glad she is. feel honored that she would call the Five Smooth Stone Network. So, listen, I'm just going to ask both of y'all this question. Either one of y'all jump in. But, G.C., I definitely want to hear from you because I know Brother Ellis sure got some answers for sure. But here's mm-hmm. my question to you. Here's my question. The Scripture says nothing is evil of itself. Now, we do all kinds of things in the course of a day that's not scriptural. If I wanted to find paganism in our life, it wouldn't be hard. Every single one of y'all, somebody on this, one of y'all already says, already just now, you mentioned the day of the week. There's no such thing as Saturday, Sunday. These are pagan names. If you really want to go with if you just walked around and didn't do nothing pagan, you, was gonna, you would look very weird in America. Because we say Monday, the worship of the moon. We say Friday, the worship of Frigga, the goddess Frigga. We say Saturday, which is the worship of Saturn, the, 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 planet, the, the, the uh, planet Saturn. We say Sunday is the worship of the sun god. We have Julius Caesar's July, Augustine August. We are saturated with paganism. You can't get away from it. And we don't protest it. We don't say day one like we're supposed to, day two, day three. 
We don't say that. We say Jesus. The name originally was given. It wasn't his name. That name was given, had pagan roots to it. They tried to overthrow Yeshua, his history, everything about him. So they come up with the name of Jesus. We use it now. The Father knows. Here's a good example of what I'm talking about. Now, here's something we do that's straight-up paganism. The name Jesus, that wasn't his name. Go back and look at what Jesus meant. It does not mean Savior of the world and all that. You can change it to mean that, but I'm talking about the people that originally, what their original intent was in using that name Jesus. But yet the Father know exactly who we're calling on. The demons know who we are calling on because when we come in his name, it's not just the NAME we're using. We're using his character. So here's a classic example of what I'm saying. You're using something that was originally meant for pagan, but the Father knows your heart. And because of your heart, he moves the demons out. He drives out sickness. That name, Jesus, is the most powerful name, really, on the earth in its pagan form because of the people using it, having the spirit right. You can't get no more pagan than the name Jesus. I'm sorry. But... Who he is is the savior of the world. Somebody used that name wrong. His name wasn't Jesus. But people right now are getting a little upset just me saying that because they're like, oh, I don't like you saying it like that. But the truth of the matter is that's his, that J-E-S-U-S, little Zeus, that has to do with Zeus. But the Father knows our heart, and he counted that as righteousness. One more thing I would say. Well, the Bible, the, the, heart is the Bible said the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? I'm just saying because I think a lot of us, I hear what you're saying, but like even you don't use Jesus anymore. You use Yeshua. I do. And, I do. I do. No, and no, no, I, no, no, and no, I, no, I, no. I do. No, no, hold on. I do. I do. Oh, I'm no, hold no, I'm hold. Okay. I'm hold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hold. But the Bible said the heart, you know, because sometimes people say, oh, he knows my heart. Every time people say that, you know what I think? Yeah, he knows it's wicked. It's <laughs> desperately wicked. That's what the Bible but, uh, says, but, so who can but, know but, it. But, just for this argument. I just say, I'm just using it. I just use that. <laughs> but it's true. Well, I mean, no, it's no, what the no, Bible you, says. You're on to something. I want you to finish that. I want you to finish that. But let me just say this. I'm not talking about people whose heart is bad right now, just for this conversation. <laughs> All our hearts are bad. Man, is heart too. is right. Mine and you yours know, are bad. Mine's too. No, no what I'm, mine no, listen, and yours. Listen, I'm saying when we call on the Most High, when we went to that altar and we say, Father, I want you, I believe you, and we say, come into my life. I'm not talking about foolishness right now. I'm talking about okay. folks who really want the words. Father. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know how David, David had a man killed because he was trying to, you know what, but the father looked on his heart. There was probably no man quick to rent, repent as David was. So what I'm trying to say is this, family. This is what I'm trying to say, family and friends listening. I'm saying we do think pagan all the time. We are Americans. We are full of paganism. Oh, well, but the father looks at our heart. Yeah. Go ahead, GC, well, finish it. I want to know what okay, let me say this. That. Okay, number one, it's an honor, you know, and I appreciate you saying that it's an honor to hear from me. But let me say this. The reason why I sought out the number and made a call and stayed on this phone is because I honor you. So I want you to know that I've always honored Seth. 
So I need for you to know that. And the conversation tonight is not, oh, you know, I mean, shoot, I love you. I mean, I love both of y'all because I'm just hearing Gary. Is that his name where he don't call accept that anymore? But I remember just how good both of y'all was and flowing in the word and the study of the word. And I love to hear men know the word of God. So I just respect both of you. So I, I, I just need to say that. But I love and respect you. you, Seth. So I need to let you know that. So in my, in my conversation is never in opposition I, I, I'm, I'm tending to agree with you because I do um, see that American an Americanism is in our mindset, you know, but the more the Lord is showing me and teaching me and guiding me in the truth, that I'm trying to embrace that truth and trying to get that and trying to let him, like you said, you used the word repentance. You know, you know what repentance is to have a change of mindset. That's what it really right. is. And it, right. and it's saying you go on one way, but when you get the truth and, you, and you're transformed, you start going another way. That's what repentance is really all about. And, and I do hear you, though, because I do think that, you know, my motivations, I think that's what I hear you saying, what's your motive? And only God can weigh the intent of the heart. Oh, that's what the Bible said. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder all the way down to the marrow. It is a, it's a discerner of the intent of the heart. That's the word. The word is the bomb. It's bad. It's alive and it's steady and it's true. So I don't ever try to talk about my heart. It's still probably, jack. oh, my God. It's probably still just as messed up. So I don't even rely on my own discernment on my own heart. I, I, I rely on the word of God. But I hear what you're saying in terms of I know I'm not hanging a tree up there to 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 to, to honor the gods and do and, and do orgies and all the stuff like what they were doing in the Bible. You know, you know, we, you know, the Bible talked about the pagans were doing. That ain't why I'm doing it. But I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to be a bother with that. And that's just what the Lord has done with me. And I let everybody else either get there or not. But if they ask me, then I tell them the truth that I do know. But I don't beat nobody up no more. And let me, tell you why, let me just say this real quick for LSU because I know he's gonna. I know he got something. That, you know, LSU talk. As you know, much he, as I got talk. You you know, know he, he got something. You know he got something. But he's sad. I love it. <laughs> I love but, it. But, but but let me just say this really quickly. Uh. God, I forgot my train of thought. What did you just say, Sister GC? Say it again, please. Please, please. About, about just living and letting live, and, and I do tend to agree with the fact that, you know, the things that we do in terms of our motivations, I just have been received the truth, and I'm just trying to walk in that truth that I know. Okay, okay. I got I'm not going to keep on like he's, yeah, okay, go ahead. I got it now. Where you at is a good place. Let me tell you why everybody should really pay attention to what Sister GC just said. Because the Christmas tree, let's just use it for example. She's right. LSU is right. Y'all got to really listen to the three of us and hear the difference. Because there is a difference. But what she just said is correct. See, if you're following everything the heathen do, you're going to trip sooner or later. Like, for instance, here's a classic example. When they say... I've heard ministers in the pulpit say, that sucks. Now, <laughs> they mean that's not a good thing to do. And their heart means that's not a good thing to do. That sucks. That's horrible. That's what that, that's what that means when they're preaching. Everybody get that. But the origin of 
talked. Mm-hmm. It was not talked mm-hmm. about no issue. So that's, that's why Ella Shua and Sister GC ain't smoking on something tonight. You can't follow the heathen every single thing it say they say. Like you know that you hear us believers saying stuff like Jesus Christ. You're using his name in vain. You can't follow the heathen in everything they do and say. I understand that. So that's why you don't want to like a Christmas tree. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're taking that Christmas tree and you mean one thing, I don't think the Father holds it against you, but to somebody else, maybe that Christmas, I can't see the Christmas tree doing this, but, you know, like I said, when you say the word, that sucks. Somebody's going to be listening and they're going to know the origin of that, like me. Every time a preacher say it and I heard it, I think I have to tell my mind, okay, he ain't talking about that. But every time I hear that, I know the origin of that. It's a lot of things we do in the so-called black culture. It has its origin. A lot of things we do in hip-hop, it has its origin. So I understand what y'all are saying, but just stick with what the father tell you. Don't go trying to follow the heathen if they're having a Halloween party. But if the believer... It's not quite doing what the Halloween party does, which is exchange candy and wear a witch costume, but they're looking like saints. They have redefined it. Because somebody said, well, but yeah, but you got the idea from the world. Yeah, but we're not doing exactly what the world is doing. LSU, please chime in. Okay, real quick, let me hit a few points real quick. Because uh, Danielle is here and she does want to uh, make a comment if she could. Um, oh, we're going to get to talk with Little Miss Danielle? Yes, from Hello. from every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. Every bad tree bringeth forth bad tree, bad fruit. Okay. When we look at the law, there were certain things in the law that was done to teach us a lesson. Like, do you know, according to the law, when you prepare a garment, you can't mix polyester with cotton. It's true. Now, that was done for symbolic purpose to teach us a lesson. Because if we remember, there was men who offered up what the Bible says, strange fire before God, and the Most High killed them. Because they were mixing that which was pagan, which was that which was sacred. Now, we always use this argument, and we say the Most High looks upon the heart but just like the, the phrase that says the word of God is like fire shit up in my bones, we never look at the context in which, so therefore, circumstantially, what we do is we begin to use it totally inconsistent with what was intended in Scripture. Let me give you an example of that thing about the most high looks upon the heart. It comes from the issue with David and Saul. Now, I'm going to hear right to the point you just hit, Seth. When David... Now, first I start with Saul. When Saul was sent out against the Amalekites, he was to destroy them. He was to destroy everything, men, women, children, cattle. If they had any material possessions, he was to burn it. Why was that so? Because the things of the Old Testament are types and shadows and examples for our learning. Because with the, most, the same way with Achan, when he kept gold and he hid it, and when they discovered the gold, they took Achan and his family outside the camp, and they destroyed everything. Because the most I was telling us, I don't even want some sick of heathen practices on us. I don't even want the seed of it anywhere near. Now, when he told Saul, he said, Saul, go out and destroy everything. Saul didn't do that. 
So when Samuel the prophet came to Saul, and the first thing Saul said is, I did everything that the most I commanded. He said, oh, really? If that's the case, why do I hear this bleeding of the sheep and of the lowing of the oxen in my ears? And then this was Saul's response. He said, I and the people kept some of the livestock so that we could do what? Sacrifice to the most high. Now, was not sacrificing to the most high a good thing? But as a result of that very action, the kingdom was taken from Saul because the most high clearly said, he said, I require obedience, not sacrifice. I got this. Now, let me, let me contrast it with, with, the, with the one whom we get the phrase when it says he looks upon the heart, and it was talking about David. But when Nathan confronted David about his sin, the same man whom the scripture talks about, he looks upon the heart, and sister G.C. made the point, the heart above all things is most deceitful. David had lived so much in his sin and become so comfortable with it, that knucklehead forgot it was sin until Nathan brought it to his attention. And when Nathan brought it to his attention, David did not respond the way Christians do and continue to do their own thing and say, well, yeah, I know, and God looks upon the heart. It says that David immediately repented. He immediately repented. Now, this is why I know we have a problem, because the problem is this. And I'm going to read from Acts 17.30. It says, at the time of this ignorance, the Elohim winked at it, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. That's Acts 17.30, in case somebody wants to read it. Now, the reason why I know that a lot of you Christians who are listening, you keep Christians and continue to, 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 to celebrate Christmas, even though you've been told it's a pagan holiday, it comes from idolatry, the reason you do it? Now, everybody else can make up an excuse for it. It feels just like when I came to first thing I said Christmas is a hell of a drug because it's harder for Christians to kick than a crackhead to kick crack cocaine. But now, guess what? For every Christian that celebrates Christmas, not one of you keep one of the seven feast days that were commanded by the Most High. Not one of Amen. you. Amen. But well, you will well, keep a pagan day, but well, you don't keep the days that you were commanded to keep. Hold on a second. Now, okay. when you say not one of you do this, not one of you do that, no, no, there's no, a lot of jokes. Okay, except for you probably. But hold on. Let me, let, me, let me clarify my statement since it's such a so wrong. Taking out of con- so it won't be misunderstood. For the most part, I would say 99% of you who insist on celebrating Christmas do not keep the feast days of the most high. Now, I will say that there are some of you on the air like Seth, who, who does yet keep Christmas and has kept feast days in the past. But the fact of the matter is, is that Seth, you know as well as I know, you are the exception. You're not the rule. Most Christians who I go to church, where I go to a church with on Sunday and talk to them, and I ask them, when was the last time y'all celebrated the feast day in this church? And they will look at me like, what are you talking about? Well, there's seven of them. During the year. But I never heard well, Christians keep them. And that's what they are commanded. In other words, we're commanded to keep those days. But yet they well, want to argue let, with you and they want to debate you about a day that they weren't commanded. And everything tells us from this history that that's a pagan day. That's a day worshiping and giving honor to idolatry. I'm well, let me, let, let, me, let me say this, dog. You, you, you can ride with me tonight, but Sister Eliana is not in the house. And so. And I don't know how long since the GC got. Y'all normally don't 
let callers hang on this long, but again, I hear from you in a thousand years. Whenever she get ready to go to GC, please let me know because I know you're an hour ahead of us. LSU, you the same. But uh, until y'all let me know that, y'all can ride with me until, of course, somebody else asks their, uh, raise up their hand. Again, folks, you listen to Five Smooth Stone Network. If you have a question or comment, go ahead and press one. I'll bring you on. You can ask that question or comment. Not a problem. All right. But let me just say this really quickly. I want to ask you a question, uh, Brother Ella Shure. Then I want to go back to Sister, uh, uh, Sister GC and uh, see what she, what Sister GC has to say about this question. I know she's going to have some on this question right here. Now, you said those of you that celebrate Christmas, what if someone celebrated Christmas? And believe me. I know they're doing it because we did this some Christmases. We didn't have money. We sung Christmas carols, and it went something like this. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Now y'all y'all know the words, I'm just letting y'all get a feel of this now. My question is, what do you do when people are sitting around saying joy to the world and praise you, Father? And maybe they don't exchange gifts. They can't afford that twelve, $20, $30 Christmas tree. Are you against them celebrating Christmas in that fashion, Brother Ella Shure? Then I'm coming to you, Sister GC. Please let me know. Okay, I'll say this. And remember, Daniel had a comment. I'll say this. And I've said this before, and I'll repeat this again. What I'm for or against means nothing. I did not. I do not come out call on this radio station. I go for any form before the public and speak in regards to the scriptures based upon my opinion. I am not allowed that type of privilege, that type of that, that type of prerogative. I am a representative of the kingdom of God. My job is to only speak and to reflect what is in those scriptures, and that will come to the heart of the matter. Because when we do these things, when you keep Christmas and you insist on celebrating Christmas, there are plenty of young people, and now they're becoming the majority, they're no longer the minority, who do research, who do study, and they know that you are keeping a pagan festival. Do you understand that you are now blaspheming God in their eyes because they know you are keeping a pagan festival, and the scripture has said that you are not supposed to be associated with idolatry and you are associating your keeping that festival with your relationship with the Most High. When they know that the scripture tells you and forbids you from doing it. So that's why I come out on seek based upon my opinion. I'm going to only give you, that's why I come everything I have to say on this line. I read through the scripture from Acts, Acts 17. I recall the situation from out of, the, out of, out of uh, first and second Samuels and Chronicles, the situation with Saul and the situation with David. I'm only going to give you the scriptures. Our opinion, our, our what we like, what we don't like, doesn't mean anything. The scripture does not subject itself to our emotions. 
That's why consistency is such a hard drug to break. Because I was sitting here laying on my couch thinking about it. This is when people come together. This is when they unify. This is when you see family. So through that connection, and now because all of this has become associated with it, even though at the root of it we know we're keeping a pagan festival, it's hard for us to break because of all the feel-good feelings. Well, don't you think a crackhead feels good when he hits that, that get rid of crack? And it enters his bloodstream and goes through his brain? Don't you think that feels good? Don't you think it feels good for a, forna- a fornicator when they climax, when they ca- when they have the fornication, adulterate sex? Don't you think that feels good to them? <laughs> because it's not about what you feel. It's about what's in that word. And I'll repeat it. But most times, our example is not the Apostle Paul. He is the most misquoted, taken out of context, person I know in the Bible. But he's not our example. Our example is Jehovah okay. God, it's Yeshua, it's the one that people call Jesus. And I have to say this last thing, and then I'm before I say another word. I have to, whenever you get point, whenever you get an opportunity, let Daniel, Daniel make a comment. But I'll say this one thing: Did he ever, or did you ever see in the Book of Acts, which is our chronicle of history of the early church, do you ever see in the Book of Acts where they tell people celebrated Christmas? Christmas did not come into existence until the Hey, do my favor, do my favor. Y'all, can y'all continue? I, I got to handle some here. Y'all continue. Okay. After you, uh, uh, Danielle, and then GC, please, I got I to gotta just stick for just one second, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And anybody listening on the phone lines, you clicked on the link to hear this show, you must, must call the phone lines at this time, 914-205-559, or you must call the phone line now if you clicked on the link to get this show. And I'll be right back, folks. So do you want to keep talking or you want to wait on him? Because I'm enjoying oh, the conversation. Okay, well, um, I guess he had to go handle something. We can go ahead um, – Go ahead, Jason. Uh, well, well, I just I wanted to say that even you, I mean, I I think that we come to different levels of truth as we go because, like I said, I've just I mean, I started really practicing not celebrating Christmas. It's been a while now, some years. But when I first got that truth, like you said, it was hard. And even now, people try to draw you back into it, you know. And so uh, it's still been a process for me, but even you're on a deeper level than me with it because uh, Seth, just to answer his simple question was, yeah, I can sing those songs, but like you said, to even to honor the date, and that's what we don't get, even to honor the the pagan holiday that they set to acknowledge it is still honoring and uh, celebrating it. Exactly. So. That's that's a deeper level that you're, you know, where even you're at. I mean, as, as like you said, you totally walk in truth of the Bible, and you walk in it absolute. And I think a lot of times we don't do that. Like you said, we want to add stuff and keep stuff that he tell us to destroy and all this other kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm just willing to, you know, to keep listening at you because, you know, you speak in truth of the word. Yeah, and I'll praise the most high, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's a progress. I was just sitting, I put up a post today on Facebook, and I talked about the long process and the long road that it's taken to get to this point, and that we still, and that even now I realize it is, it's, I've come to this point, and I now say, hey, I, I know much lesser than I thought I knew. And the, the issue is, in, in this regard, the whole thing is, is that, again, is that, Many times we do things, we, uh, we don't do something based upon how we feel about it. It's like we think the scriptures are, are pragmatic. 
that are existential is based upon how we feel so that determines whether it's right or wrong. I heard somebody saying that today on TV, a minister talking about, well, if this is the result that you got out of it. Well, the thing is is that when he gave us Ten Commandments, he didn't ask us how we feel about it. And he right. literally, he, he didn't even tell us what were going to be the results. He said, this is the way it is. This is the way that I want you to do it. And it's not up for negotiation. What has happened now is because of the fact that we have become an institution that has become enamored to the point where we have a gross understanding of grace. We feel like now we're allowed to do anything. But the uh, scriptures does not the scriptures do not dictate that. The scriptures do not inform us in that way that we're allowed to do anything. And then what we can do is we have these professional people who take the scriptures and take them out of context and they persuade two persons to believe something that is not consistent with the scriptures like the scripture I talked about in Corinthians fourteen. It says one man is seen one day this and one one man is seen every day the same. Well, the issue was is that Paul was not discussing the Sabbath. But now that's one of the most prevalent scriptures that people use to say we don't have to keep the Sabbath. And Paul was actually uh. talking about fasting. He wasn't talking about the Sabbath. And uh-huh. so what I'm saying is, is, is that so many times is that we have now adopted opinions. We can't even justify those opinions by giving us some people chapter and verse. Like me, people have a problem with me, and they say, well, why come... You know, when I say, well, okay, can you show me in the Bible? And they say, but brother, you know, we're allowed to have free will. Yeah, we have free will, but why are we giving commandments if we can just do whatever we want to do? It's just like uh, my wife is in the other room, and she's listening on the phone, and she just texted me, and she said, please make a note that that song that Seth said is a traditional, uh, is a traditional worship song, and it can be sung at any given time of the okay. year. We don't have to choose okay. a pagan holiday to say, now let's gather together and sing the song and then sing this song. Also, she also made a note to say that if you can't beat them, join them, is the, is the attitude of the day, which is so very true. And one thing that I, I really wanted to say is that y'all keep on mentioning paganism and how it's saturated in everything that happens today. But are we just supposed to be blind to it and just follow it? Oblivion is the one thing that leads so many people to death or Sorry to be so dark, but hell, that's the one thing that can lead anyone to that. If you just choose to blindly follow something and not knowing and not studying or learning or even thinking to investigate what you're believing in, what you're learn what you're listening to or considering a fact. If you don't study it and actually find out that it's a fact, then how is it useful to you? That's a good point, Danielle. That's a very good point. Uh G C in comment on that? Well, well, I wanted to 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 piggyback on her mother uh, who's listening. That's she she's she's kind of speaking to what I'm saying totally in terms of why do we pick a certain time to celebrate that song that you were singing? We can sing that any time, but we don't. We can buy gifts for people any time. We can be with family any time. Everything that we pick and choose to do on this day, this one day. You know, like somebody, you know, this song that says, what do the lonely do at Christmas? You know what I said? The same thing they did the day before Christmas and the same thing they're going to do after Christmas. No, no, I'm serious. People give so much. This day is so, it's supposed to be so good, but it's so evil, the root of it. Don't you know people, it's like you said, people commit suicide on this day. Now, now, they were depressed. 
yesterday, and they're going to be depressed tomorrow, but it's right. this day that we just this give so much credence to when we can do a lot of this stuff Holy that Holy we God, do today. Hold on, hold on one second. I, got, I, I want y'all to keep going. This is good, but I got to step away. Trust me. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Yeah, keep but that's, going, but that's the point that I want to say. Yeah. And you're, and you're right, and you're, you're absolutely right in that, and that, and that is the thing. See, the thing comes down to, we would use the phrase, God knows the heart, but do we ever sit back and say, wait a minute, what is my heart on this? Am I reluctant to research because I might find out information that goes contrary to what I believe and what I practice? Is that, reason, is that the reason why I come I'm reluctant to research, to research it and to investigate it? Because I know that once I hear the truth, I'm now accountable to keep it. Yes, come so on. We're, so if we're going to deal with this issue of God knows the heart. The question is, do you know your heart? Of course he knows your heart. He knows your thoughts before you even think them. But the and question the, is, are we willing to really put a searchlight on our heart and then ask ourselves? Because I even had to ask myself at one point in time years ago, I was like, do I have a problem with celebrating Christmas because that maybe there's just a time where I couldn't afford to And so I had to literally make, I had to come to terms with myself. And I prayed and asked him most high. And I had a conversation with him. And he said, bro, that might have had something to do with it. He said, but now at this point, those days have gone by. The confirmation and the conviction is that you do this because you do not want to do anything that brings a blasphemy to my name. You're concerned about the way that people see the scriptures and see the word, and you know that my actions can reflect upon how people perceive that. So that's your motivation. So we good. And that's my whole concern with a lot of things that we as believers do, is that we do things and we always talk about how it makes us feel. How it sets Come on. Us. Selfish. Selfish. And that job, this ain't about us. It ain't about us. And the, and, and the point your daughter said, the scripture says, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, yeah, we we have been conditioned to the things in this world and in this country, but we have to come out and we have to be transformed so that those things will continue to be a part of who we are being a new creature. So I just wanted to speak back to her point, and I don't know if that's what she was saying. So was that what she was – I mean, did, did, did that scripture – Speak to you. I think her name is Danielle. Is it? Danielle. Yeah. 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 And she got to, and that's exactly what she was saying. Because okay. And what she said is, matter of fact, she said, she said, really, you just paraphrased what she said and made it better understand. And that's exactly what she was saying. Because the thing okay. is this: is that if we live in Babylon, do we capitulate to Babylon, or is the very no. even when we look at Israel, when we look at the Most High, when He said this, when He said this to Israel. He said that you are the key to Sabbath in all your dwellings. He said, why are you to do this? Because it is a perpetual sign of a covenant between you and I. The reason we don't do these certain things is based upon the issue and the principle of sanctification. Sanctification has a lot more to do with just abstaining from sexual sins. But yet, Amen. That's true. Nothing but abstaining from sexual sins. Sanctification means to be set apart. It means to be separate from the world. So, yeah, people say, man, Brother Ellen Shue, you're kind of weird, man. The reason I'm weird is because I go contrary to a system that you go with the soul. Come on. And because you have, you don't understand that you've capitulated to it. You've acquiesced to it. 
And the reason I'm perceived as weird is because I'm still fighting it. I have yet yielded to it. I have not submitted myself to it. I have not complied. So what happens is that now we become, and that's where persecution comes in at. But we live in an age mm. where Christianity believes that if we're being persecuted, we've done something wrong. But we look in the mm. book of Acts, mm. when they were persecuted is when they were making their strongest stance, and the gospel was having its greatest impact was when they were being persecuted because they were going contrary to what the norm, to what the standard was of the day. Brother sure. Yes, sir. I want to ask a quick question, and, and uh, Danielle, let her know I really appreciate her channel. Y'all forgive me. I just had to take care of some things here, you know. We do have lives in the background. So listen, uh, or in lives, I should say, not in the background per se, but listen. I, uh, I think Erica mentioned uh, that the song we sing, we can sing it any day. Mm-hmm. I think she's right. I think she's right. My point is, why do we have problems singing on Christmas? We can't sing any day. I'm saying let's sing it any day and not avoid the 25th like it's some kind of way we can't sing it. And if the world says, hold on, hold on, let me get out what I'm saying. Hold on, hold on. I've been holding, listening for a minute. <laughs> real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So if we can sing it the 24th and we can sing it the 26th, while all of a sudden on the 25th, if other people say all over the world, we want to all join in with you and sing that. My beef with Christmas, my beef with Easter, my beef with all of American holidays is what's in the heart of people when they take Christ out of it. If they leave Christ in it, I just, I just can't, I can't see sin. If Christ is in it, if he's the center of it, I can't say, don't do this. If he is not, I can say, don't do this. I just can't get over that. Maybe I'm not deep enough or whatever, but if you're sitting up there singing, like we used to sing in the projects when we was coming up as kids, Sister GC, I don't know if you know now, but I was raising the project. And what they call today is, I really was. Well, we all the time have Christmas gifts. My mama was a, a stickler on it's going to be about Christ. And y'all remember back in the day, it more was about Christ. But she really made that a thing. Now, if somebody would have came in our house and said, Sister Irene, you and these kids, y'all are participating in pagan worship. I don't know what my mother would have said, but looking back at it, I thought they was cuckoo. Fast forward to 2018. I know what you're saying, Ella Shure. I know what you're saying, Sister GC. A lot of things going on on Christmas. I tell you, suicide, like I said earlier, it's horrible. But, y'all, what are you going to say with the paganism that's in our life every day, all day, how we look at ourselves, self-esteem, when you're putting on makeup? Do you really want me to just keep going, keep going, keep going, the way we dress, the way we talk, the slangs we use, the way we do our hair? Paganism, 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 all day long. So how are we going to all of a sudden take out a big magnifying glass on the 25th, which I still I respect y'all's stance in standing up to any illness, any sin, and you're doing that. But I'm saying, 
if you look at all of the paganism and we come back and talk, I think it's going to sound a little different kind of conversation. Sister GC, comment on that, and then uh, Ella Shu and maybe Danielle, if you want to, please, in that order, in that order, please, please. Well, I think that Danielle kind of spoke to that, and I think you were getting off the phone when she said that, you know, we keep talking about that, talking to that. Danielle, you want to tell him what you were saying? Because she kind of said what I could say. Can she say it, or did you hear her, Seth? Okay, I don't no, know that you I heard her, but you were getting off the phone. Please, Danielle. Okay. Well, for anyone that didn't hear me, you mentioned paganism and how it's saturated in everything. So are we supposed to blindly follow it? If that's the case, oblivion is one of the main things that leads people to death and so much worse. And sorry to sound dark, but, but hell. And if we are to follow that and blindly in faith and everything else, and I don't mean faith, but I mean just blindly listen and believe that and we don't look for the factual evidence, then how is that useful to us? And also, um, you said something about, uh, I don't remember, but you said something to the fact of why can't we use it on the 25th, on the 24th, on the 25th if we use it on the 24th and the 26th? That's because it is so focused on just using it for that holiday that people don't even sing it now on the other days that it, now it's just been categorized into it's a Christmas song or just okay, like well, night. Hold, hold on a second. Let me address it because you're building something. You're building something. So let me comment a little bit, and I'll try to make it no less than about 30 seconds because you're building. I don't want to interrupt you. I said, if, pe- if people are not doing it on the 23rd or 22nd and they do it on the 25th, I have problems with that. But it's still worship. It's still worship. The father ain't going to say, well, I don't want it. You didn't do it yesterday. I don't want it. If none of us to be saved. If somebody wants to sing all over the world, George the world, what's wrong with that, Danielle? Yes, it is. It is George the world or Silent Night, but in the culture that we stay in, if you were to ask someone today, why do they sing Joy to the World? They say it's because it's a Christmas song. Especially if you ask someone who doesn't believe in God or who, even it's people that do believe in God, they say because it's a Christmas song. But here's, even a, here's an even more stronger testimony. And this is what we miss when we do this. If we are instructed not to do something and everybody does it, and if every church in America says no, that's a pagan holiday, it's like in most churches do not even acknowledge Halloween. It's just so that day happens, goes by, and we don't even know that it, that, even, that, that, it, that even exists. So what has happened on Christmas morning, if all of a sudden, I know it is, if all of a sudden on Christmas morning, if all of a sudden it was reported that now the consensus is, the consensus is that this is a holiday, and churches have refused to participate in it. Don't you think it would be a stronger statement than just going with the flow? And, 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 and hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. My phone is ringing. I don't know what's going on here. Is is that somebody else's phone ringing? No, actually, that stopped now. That was my phone. Actually, that was just done. Okay, you might want to answer that because that's pretty loud. I don't know how your phone gets to hear. We get to hear your phone, but we hear it. But listen, there is a hand up, and y'all know we y'all are riding with me kind of as co-hosts, and we do have a guest that has a question. So let me do this because I don't know how long they've been holding, and we'll go to them, and we'll come back to uh, 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 Danielle and you, uh, LSU, and GC. GC, you still cool because I know you're on the latest time clock. Yes, I'm here. 
You got I'm how here. much time you got left? Okay, all right. Let's oh, go to the phone line. I'm I'm three. Okay. All right. Eric calls seven one eight five oh six, I think this is California, I believe. Uh go ahead with your question or comment. I'd like to know your name and the city you're calling from, please, if you don't mind. Uh Jonathan. Okay. All right, Mr. Jonathan, Fort Worth, Texas. How you doing? I'm doing good, sir. Well, Merry Christmas to you, brother, if you celebrate it. If not, and we we hear you. That's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, if you got Christ as the center, I say Merry Christmas. I don't know what, these, what our guests might say. They may say different, but I'll let them tell you. But, uh, folks, this is the gentleman that called last week. I, I, hope I invited him to call again, and he did do just that all the way from New York by way of North Carolina, now in Texas. Go ahead, <laughs> Go ahead Jonathan. What's up? What's on your mind? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I came in a little bit late to the show, so I'm going to have to listen to it all over again uh, when it's put on the uh, the blog talk. But okay. I, I'm just, I don't want say I'm confused, but I'm just trying to figure out exactly, you know, what what point are we really trying to make? Because, like you said, I feel like we're pinpointing certain things, but we're not focusing on the paganism that exists every single day. For For example... I was a college athlete, and even today you notice everybody wearing Nike, everybody wearing Jordan, and it comes from Greek, like goddess of victory or something like that. So are we going to say that all these people are pagans because they're wearing something that represents gods and goddesses back in ancient Greece? Come on. I mean, like if Christ, like you say, if Christ is the center of everything and if Christ is in your life, is who you worship and you adore, are we going to sit here and say that, oh, Christmas is a pagan holiday, but yet we're focusing it in certain households on Christ completely? So that I don't understand when we're picking and choosing, like, oh, yeah, can't celebrate that. That's pagan. But yet we wear Nike every single day, or we do other things that are pagan every single day, and we don't talk about it. So I just want to know, like, why are we picking and choosing? And if Christ and and the scripture may not touch this specific uh, topic, but like when Christ was casting out the, the demons and the devils on the Sabbath, and then he, he basically said something along the lines of, a house divided cannot stand. So if this is supposed to be evil, it's supposed to be wicked, it's supposed to be pagan, but yet we're bringing Christ into it, then how is it benefiting paganism? If sins and everything like that, but yet we feel as though Christ can't, take over a holiday that was made up by man? I don't understand that logic. That's what I don't understand. If Christ can take away the sins of the world, but we can't change a whole holiday and make it about Christ, it about I don't Christ. understand the logic. You know what you're doing? Okay. Uh, I'll, be straight up. I'll be straight up. Seth, please let me respond to that. Please let me respond to that. What you're doing, young man, is you're trying to make God acquiesce to your humanity. You're trying to dictate to God how he's to run his earth and how he is to govern his kingdom. You don't tell Donald Trump on what day and what day you want to do something, and now you want to do something. There's a thing, as a matter of fact, there's a thing called incensory. As a matter of fact, you can be jailed, you can be in prison, you can be killed for doing certain things because you want to do them. The problem is simply that, is that we don't just do this the way we want to do this. This was not of our making. We are the creation. We don't tell the creator how to run his kingdom. Because if we run it the way that you want to run it, that's why the scripture says that the heart is above all things most deceitful. And I think that that whole thing about we're in paganism every day, that's a lame excuse. 
Because the fact so of the matter is, you don't wear Nike. You don't wear no, Nike. I'll tell you, you, I'll tell you why it's a lame excuse. Because ninety-nine percent of the people who wear Nike tennis shoes do not know the origin of Nike. So therefore, when they're doing it, they're doing it in ignorance and not really. Well, a lot, a lot of, a lot of Christians don't know that. that, that hold on, Ellis. Sure. Hold on, just a quick interjection, God. Let us interject in one. I know you're hot. I know you're heated, but let us interject. A lot of Christians, Brother Elishua, don't know either. Why we act like they know everything? They don't know either. My and Brother Seth, exactly, and, and my point exactly, my point exactly is that they don't know. But the fact yeah. of the matter is that you are a perfect example of what we mean by when we begin to acquiesce and rationalize in what Daniel was getting to. Because now that you know, and you know the history, and you know it's a pagan day, and we know that the, when Christianity was never, ever an initiation from the church, Christianity was a holiday that was instituted by Constantine. Constantine was yes. neither a pope, yes. he was neither a believer, he was neither a Christian, but yet we're following the day, and the reason why he instituted that day is because the pagans in Rome refused to let go of their pagan practices. And in order to acquiesce to pagans and Christians, he said what we'll do is that we will celebrate winter solstice, and we'll also say, our, you know, like some ambiguous date, we'll pick this date to say this is Jesus' birthday. So the fact is that when you okay. do something in ignorance, that's, that, when you do something in ignorance, that's one thing. But the same Christians that you're talking about, Seth, now they hear people like you. They hear people like me. They're on Facebook every day, and they see the truth, and they see us giving and posting the information. But yet in the midst of all of that information, in the face of all of that education, just like Saul, they continue to hold to what they Some of them. Because they think well, they can dictate to the most high. Well, interject here. Some of them, some of them. I remember, uh, and, 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 and for sure, for sure, we're going to come back to you, Mr. Johnson. I want to hear what you. I want to hear what you have to say, what Brother Ellis, if you have anything. But I remember GC. I'm going to put you on on the spot, GC. I remember GC used to say, Jesus, she probably still do. I would expect she probably thinks she still do. Again, I do every once in a while because I understand what the Father means. You know, I understand he knows who we... If I'm talking to a person that don't know about Yeshua or Yahweh Shah, I'm not going to have them all... I'm not going to say Yahweh Shah and they be thinking I'm on some different religion. They want to know what I'm saying. They have to say Jesus to get them to see. But I remember... Uh, uh, I used to say Jesus as well as Sister GC on Tracy Live, WCVG, and I remember sis, I remember you specifically said these words, GC. I told you I listened to you. You said, I prayed in Yeshua's name the other day just to see how it was. <laughs> you, <laughs> you might not remember saying that, but you said that because you was learning. Now I, you come on the line and you saying Yeshua. So that's not true. Well, I'm Christian. I mean, I'm not- well, well, and I'll say this, I still, yeah, I still say Jesus sometimes because I'm not coming to, and I'm going to say the full revelation, but I've been saying Jesus so long, you know, now i got to practice, you know, i got to practice what I know to be true. And that's what I'll say to the young man. You know, I don't wear Nike, by the way, but I ain't going to tell him I ain't never wore him. But here's the thing, it's just like, it's just like the brother just said, I'm, and I keep forgetting what Gary Collins may say his name, what Gary says his name is, his new name. Oh, that's another sure. thing, guess what? No, no I'm no, not going to tell him that, because I'm going to say this. Y'all the one taught me, you taught me, let me Okay, now, Mr. Seth, you and you and say say his his, his name, the name that he goes by. Ellis Shua. Ellis Shua. You guys listening to y'all? 
over time. Help me to today to believe that I am the true nation of Israel. I'm that. I'm her. That's me. And I believe it like with everything in me. And I never, I mean, it took me years. And I've been listening to you for years, y'all for years. Y'all know how long ago that was. I know who I know who I am now. I am the true nation of Israel. I'm the true Hebrew. I'm the true. I'm it. I'm 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 them in the Bible. That's me. Ain't nobody. That's right. Y'all talk. You talk. You taught me that. But it took me a long time for me to say it with passion. I I'll say good morning Israel. Good morning Israel. Trip people out when I'm praying. Good morning Israel because that's who we are. And 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 the more we say it, the more you teach it, the more people gonna start believing it. Because I believe until we come back to the knowledge of who we are. We're always going to be where we are because God is trying to bring us back to himself. So now I would say to the brother, it's just like, oh, I can't get it. My spiritual brother's name, I would say it. Jonathan. No, not Jonathan, our brother. Illashore. I think that's what he's saying. Just take an Eli Shore, okay. Is that Eli Shore? No, Eli Shore. Okay. Just like he said, when you know better, though, you know, when the Bible talks about we're ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth, and when we know better, then we really should do better. You st- you said that, Seth, starting off. You kept saying it, and that's what we got to do. And I ain't saying that that truth is going to be easy to take. You know, it is like Breaking Christmas is like a drug. For, it, was, it was hard for me. That's why today I tell people I'm free. I say I'm free. I didn't even know I was in bondage till I got free. I'm just telling you. It ain't a light in my house. It ain't a nothing right now. And then guess what? I got my mom on the same page, baby. She free. You know, and we gave out so many gifts the other day, but guess what? They were all free. Somebody gave them to me. Three big bags. I ain't pay a dime. And yeah, I gave them away because somebody gave them to me. But the point is, ain't a light in my house, ain't a tree, ain't none of that. And now my mama doing the same thing. Why? Because she started hearing me. It started making sense. And then she got free. It's freedom where you can celebrate and give every day. I'm not in bondage no more. That stuff, and let me say this. We said, well, Jesus is the center of it. If we all get honest. Somewhere you still feel that little something, something about what you didn't give, what you didn't do, something, something, something. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. you know, when you know better, then you do better. And, yeah, we keep saying that the paganism, we focus on every day. Well, when the Holy Spirit bring it to me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, Holy Spirit, you're right, and I'm trying to ask him to give me the power to change it. I'm not going to just keep saying it. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, I still say Jesus sometimes. I do. I still say it because that's what I've been saying. But I'm going to work on changing it. Yeah. Well, let me say this. Let me say this, and I, and I appreciate Danielle sharing that about the paganism. And I want to revisit that after I let the brother uh, uh, Jonathan and then LSU will come here after, after, after us. But I want him to comment on what LSU was saying because he's been holding his thought for a long time, if anything. Uh, brother Johnson, any comment on what you've heard? Uh, well, listening, uh, I, I know I was hearing uh, the brother say earlier about like uh the heart and he was saying that we we try to, I don't know if he was saying we try to use that as an excuse and God knows our heart and uh that basically but do you know your heart? And for me I just when I when I think of 
of Christmas, and I see people, you know, me growing up, it was about price, and it was about love and compassion, and it was glorifying the Most High. I just don't see how it's pagan today. I can see how it could be pagan to other people, but usually when you think of, like, pagan, it's the worship of another deity, and I don't, I don't see people in my household. I don't know what other people do in their household. I don't see people going underneath the tree and praying to that deity that is supposedly originated from. I don't see people, when they eat their, their meals, praying to that deity that the tree is supposedly is the origin of. I see people praying to Christ. I see people thanking Christ for forgiving them of their sins and for coming into the world. Uh, I see people, when they do the plays, it's about, you know, um, Mary and the, the baby and the major and everything like that. So for me, I just don't see the pagan in it. In the Bible, when it was pagan, it was people sacrificing kids and putting the kids in the fire, and they was actually Baal, Balaam, whatever. You would hear the deity's name, and you would see that they was actually worshiping these deities. But if you're worshiping Christ, how does it still pagan. We keep talking about the origin, the origin, the origin, but I'm talking about the now. I'm talking about the right now. If that is what you're doing, why is it pagan? Well, let me say this. Let me let me respond because I'm trying to let y'all be a little more, but I want to jump into it once in a while. But listen, I know I've been saying stuff too, but let me say this. I love you, Brother, <laughs> brother I'm one trillion percent with you. I hear what Bella, well, I hear what LSU is saying. I hear what Danielle is saying. I hear what you are saying, Jonathan. I hear everybody. But I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to see because I prayed this prayer before I started this show. Father, please use me on this show tonight to help, and please help me to open up to where I need change. I don't know where I'm gonna need change on this show. But I don't see it right now as far as what LSU is saying, as far as I do think he's on to something as far as you can't follow the heathen. You can't follow the heathen. But, Jonathan, you just described what the heathens used to do. If we ain't doing that, and we're sitting up praying to Christ, and don't don't forget about people getting healed sometimes while we're having these church services around Christ, Christian churches, folk getting saved. I just keep seeing the, uh, uh, paganism. I see paganism when we're at the mall stressing out. And like Sister G.C. say, in deep in our heart of hearts, a lot of us is thinking, yeah, but I didn't get a gift. Yeah, she's right. But, I mean, folks, we do that every day about other issues with our brothers and sisters not coming over and not giving us gifts. And nobody will never say nothing. This is what I think. And then I'm going to LSU because I know his brother got something to say. This is my thing. I believe, I'm just going to say it, and God knows my witness, Ellen should know I ain't scared of him. He ain't scared of me for sure. So we just like it. This is how we are. This is how men do it. And women, just GC is as hard as it comes. She stands her ground. You ain't going to convince her if she, if she don't want you to. So we got some strong people on the line. I remember you, for real. So what am I saying? I'm saying this. I, I I just can't see it. 
I can't see, like Jonathan was saying, if a person puts up a tree, like Mars. I went to my brother's house. His name is Mars. I went to my brother's house named Mars, and he had a tree up. He said, everybody's asking me why I'm putting up a tree. And he don't know. He's not that deep as far as the theologian of Mars. I'm putting up the tree because the Lord saved you, Jesus Christ. Now, if you come and say, Mars, those bulbs on that tree and this and that was pagan. He will probably cuss you out, first of all, because he cusses. He will, I, mean, I, I will, too, if you get him stirred up too much. But he will cuss you out for show and say, I don't know what the age you talking about, nigga. This tree is up for Christ. You can't tell. You cannot come behind and make that pagan. Ignorance is no excuse. Ignorance is no excuse. That's no, no, hear, hear me out. The Bible says, your Bible says, our Bible I'm says, sin, sin. Sin is defined as when a man knows to do something and he don't do it. Transgression of God's law, it, his knowledge of it, his knowledge of it. Remember, there was those people in Romans 2 didn't have a law, and they was judged by the conscience they was judged by their conscience. There was no law, LSU, was saying, don't do this, don't do that. They was judged, Danielle, by their conscience. They did not have the scriptures. And God judged them by their conscience, and they died. They never got the law. People in Romans 2, there was people in Romans 2, the book of Romans chapter 2, at the very end, it talks about those that were circumcised. It's called, it's called a circumcision of the heart, transformation of the heart born again of the heart, by their conscience. There was no law talking about the trees and the bugs and all that. We've got to be careful again. I know Sister G.C. quotes the scriptures when she said the heart is wicked, but the heart ain't always wicked. It is deceitful, but it ain't always deceitful. That's why I have to say, Brother Elishua, please. Uh, real quick. Uh, and Jonathan, I want to respond to you because you made you said something that's very correct in that, and that the celebration of Christmas is not pagan. It is pagan. The origin of it is definitely pagan. But the problem with Christianity. And we're coming to you, area code eight one seven after Brother Elishua eight one seven seven two three. We'll come up to you after 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 Brother Elishua. Okay. But the but but Christi, but but Christmas is idolatry. There's a difference between something being idolatrous and pagan. Pagan simply means the word. That which is something that uh, someone that is foreign or a foreign practice. It doesn't mean that it, it doesn't actually even mean that it's wicked. It just means that it's contrary. And go, oh, here we go. It's contrary to Christian doctrine. Now, Seth, you talked about the Romans. You talked about those those Gentiles and Romans in the in the Book of Romans. Did you? Oh man, this is this this is amazing. What Paul said. They having no law. In other words, they were not on Mount Sinai when the Ten Commandments were given. Or they weren't they weren't there available thereafter when the law was given to Moses and he read it to the people. They having no law. Do those things contain there in the law? You know why they did that? And now you want to deal with the heart? Because the promise of the new covenant is that I will write my laws, my statutes, and my commandments upon your heart. So what is he writing upon the heart? Not some new law, not some imperial law that we just all of a sudden conjure up. He said, no, my laws, my statutes, and my commandments will I write on your heart. So when Paul was referencing those people in Romans, 
those are born-again believers. That's why he's writing them the letter. It's to the church at Rome. And guess what? They did have the law. It was written on their heart. And even Paul said that. So, in other words, when they Paul say them without the law, Elishua. Hold on. I don't know what he said. He's saying that the law was not given them. The distinction between the Gentiles and the Jews was often made between the terms of either circumcision or uncircumcision are those of the law. Those of the law was who the law was given to. But remember, when Christ came, he didn't come to the world. He came to Israel, but Israel rejected it. And then he took the kingdom and he gave it to another. And then when he gave it to another, he gave it to Gentiles. But he was still giving the same covenant he was bringing to Israel. And what does the covenant say in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 27, I think it's 30, 33, it says this. The promise of the covenant, it says that I will write the law upon your heart. And Paul expressly says, they not having the law show that they have the law written upon their heart. So they are keeping the law, and they are obeying the law. Right, but what I'm saying, LSU, you write the law is written on their heart, but what I'm saying, the way we know the law, the way we... Listen, let, let's go to this other phone line because you, you and I are both long winded. I don't want these callers holding. Just hold on a second because we can talk afterwards. We can talk afterwards. Let me respond to Jonathan real quick. Hold, yeah. hold on a second. Hold on a second. This okay. caller, been, their hand been up a while. You, we'll come back to you. we got plenty of time. Okay, I just don't want them to hang up on me uh, because we can we can come back. Okay, area code 817-723. I apologize. I didn't get to you quick enough. But if you could give me your name and what city you're calling from, I'd appreciate it, please. Good evening, family. This is Erica. I hope you all are well. Hey, Miss Erica. Tricky, tricky. You're on another line. All right. This is LSU's uh, wife here on the line. So go ahead and, and let us know what's going on, what you feel. Give me your input on this conversation. Okay, I only have a little bit to say, and I'm going to try to say this as slowly as possible because sometimes I have a tendency to forget things and not be able to say things with clarity. Um, But I see here in my apartment building dogs that are dressed up in clothing, and they already have clothing that's already on them, which is their fur. Um, So when I hear... When I see people dressing their dogs up and such, I'm like, if it barks like a dog, it goes to pee like a dog, and it um, does, and it eats like a dog, so on and so forth. So how is it not a dog? How are we covering it up and calling it, calling it something else? I don't think that that's right as far as this supposed holiday. I don't think it's right as far as. Easter slash uh, Fertility God Day, I don't think it's right as far as Halloween and the uh, and ho- and what do they call it, uh, Holy Day or Hallelujah Day or something like that. So I just I would like to know from brother brother Jonathan, and I'm not trying to come against you or anything, young man. I believe that you have some validity in your words. I just don't see how it's okay to cover it up. Maybe one day when I was a Christian, I'd have thought that way. But since I got away from that thinking, even I take my children to church just so they can get the word outside of the household. And 
when they hear stuff like my child came home and told me some stuff that she heard on Sunday, I was enraged. How dare they say that to anybody's child? Okay. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. And when, when uh, Erica, when you say, you, well, it don't matter. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm going to hear what Jonathan was saying, and I'll ask you that later. But Jonathan, uh, uh, go ahead with a question or comment on Sister Erica, and then I'll let you go. I know your your time is limited. Well, I'm just. I thought I answered that like earlier when I was breaking down the whole reasoning for why I don't believe it's paganism and I don't believe there's anything wrong with it if we're glorifying the most high and his son. You know, I just don't, I don't see where people say if it is a dog, uh, if it smells like it and everything like that, I'm just trying to figure out, okay, I get that. It makes sense. But it's spiritual warfare. And for me, anything that the world tries to use to keep people astray we take it as Christian, and we make it pure. So for me, I just, I, I just think that these, these holidays are ways that we minister about Christ and the Most High. I just, I just don't see how if we're doing those things, if we're reaching people, how is it wrong? But that that would be fine and dandy if the other people that surround us that celebrate the holiday or whichever celebrated it for the same reason, but they don't. They celebrate it with their own misgivings. They don't care that it's supposedly about Christ. Excuse me. They even take the Christ part off and put an X on it because they want to let you know, I don't serve this dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that exactly. But Christ was in the trenches. He was with the sinners, the gamblers, all the people who didn't want nothing to do with him. He went to them. So my thing is, that's what we do. We go to those people Never who relax, don't want Christ. That's who. That's who we but go. Is, we go to those who don't who don't want nothing to do with Christ. That's what we do. We glorify Christ. We take what they're trying. They're trying to lead the whole world astray. We take the things that they're trying to use to keep the the, the world astray. And we make it God's, and we glorify God. That's what we do. And what about Santa? We're supposed to be the we're supposed to be the light of the world. And what about Santa? Oh, I don't got nothing to do with Santa. So <laughs> I, mean, I don't got nothing to do with Santa. I don't, I don't <laughs>
very Christ-centered because we didn't have no money to be paganism. We didn't have no tree. Well, we did have tree. I take that back. I do remember trees. I do remember her putting up Christmas lights. I do remember her putting up the Christmas lights. But the whole thing, the theme, we didn't always have a Christmas tree. I don't believe. But the whole theme with Mama was Christ. Christ. Mama had trouble with the word Xmas. Y'all know Xmas was created to get rid of Christ. She had trouble with Xmas. So I don't understand why we can't. Uh, I, I I don't know how to even say this. Uh, uh, and I would love to what you have to say, GC, after this, because you hadn't talked in a while. And didn't. But listen, this is what our Brother Seth's having a hard time understanding. Like Jonathan say, everything about America is paganism. Our hours, our months, our days, what we do in the day, we wearing this Nike, no telling what we're wearing. Well, just everything about us is pagan. And then on this one day, everybody decides to really get serious and get out their pagan uh, microscope, and they should, and they're right. You can't say they're not right. It is pagan. But, I mean, come on, people. Kill it. Get rid of the paganism in Christianity in, in, on the 25th, on the 23rd, on the 1st. And I think if we all see it like that, we'll have a different tune. We'll sound more like what Jonathan is saying. You've got to take what this enemy is doing with our kids and be clever. Now, I mean, you, you, you just got to be clever. Because GC, all I'm saying is we're going to sit to GC, and then everybody want to come out there because yeah, I know she's. Yeah, I got to head into work, but I just want to say. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and sit down here to work. I forgot about you. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what time. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for everything, and I want to thank Brother Jesus, especially for bringing too much attention to the fact of how we don't celebrate the feast days. And that's one thing, definitely, that I know for a fact. That is true, and I don't do it myself, so that's definitely something that I need to get in check, and I want to thank him for, basically, that touched me a lot. I really want to thank him for that, because that's definitely All right, then. All right, then. Appreciate that, Jonathan. Go on. I'll see you. GC, would you got something to say to him real quick, because he got to go? Nothing I I was just going to say, and if nothing else... I mean that's that was a great point because like you said we we worship that but then we don't do none of the other feast days and the other stuff and if you got that and you look into that that and you admitting that then hey I mean I I think I think it was a great conversation as far as that's concerned because he did pick it up and Brother LSU is right on that I mean I don't practice the feast days either. And, and he's serious. Jonathan is serious. Jonathan, I will talk to you later, brother. But, but GC, he's serious. He's the type of brother. He will make that change. And, and that's what it's all about. But the brother never yeah. was in the paganism either. Just for the record, folks, again, there are saints. Once you show them their way, they will not continue to walk their end. Well, so he's just classic and, example. And I believe that he's going to hear more about this, and, and he's going to probably move uh, from this. I'm, I'm serious. Because it took me a minute to, and don't get me wrong, any day is a day that we can extend the kingdom and, and talk to people about truth and talk to people about salvation and whatever that is. Any day, you know, can be used for that, including the day that these that these people have set aside. But you know what, even in our storytelling, even in the storytelling about his birth, 
although he's not a baby anymore. But even in the storytelling about his birth and the, and the three wise men really were three kings and they were called magi and they came to bring those frankincense and myrrh. They, they talked about him being gifts, but you know what they were bringing him for? Because a king recognizes a king. That's why they bought him. It wasn't because wow. they were already foretold about. Yes, we only see, that's what, get, that's what makes me passionately angry. But yet, we as Christians, they're all into worrying about the size of a tree, worrying about how big it is, worrying about all this stuff. And we never tell our children and we never tell people what this was really all about. And again, the most humble way that he came, it was treacherous. It was dangerous. He was on the run. It wasn't about a bunch of gift givings and all this stuff. They was trying to kill Jesus. So we don't tell the true story. That's my whole point. And so when we reduce it, and that's what we've allowed this system, the commercialization of it, this pagan practice, all that stuff, this idolization, thank you, Elishore, that's what it really is today. We idolize it. It's become an idol. And that's, and, and let me tell you something, we don't, we ain't supposed to worship or love anything more than our creator. And we do this, this holiday has so much weight and so much uh, uh, evil in it and so much not God in it, even though we try to mix Jesus all up in there, we still come up short because we really ain't telling the true story about his birth, his death, and why he was, you know, the nature of his birth, and he was on the run and all this stuff, and who he really is. He ain't this white person with all, you know, that's a whole other story, but all of that. We ain't saying none of that. So that's my point. That's how I think we lost it because we got so caught up in presents and rapping and trees and lights, and you see these people, they go all out. They spend thousands, and that's okay. That's their money, you know, on, on all these lights when there's people who, you know, and these are Christian people who I feel like, you know, can be putting money somewhere else, but then that's just me. And that's my opinion. Now, I'm just speaking that for my opinion. So well, I'm just saying we can practice, um, you know, extending the kingdom anytime. And, 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 but if, we, if we're going to do it at this time, then let's, you know, I don't know. I guess I would just say I I don't know, you know, and I and I just re, you know rebelled against it at, at first. Like I said, Seth, I went all the way from doing nothing, not even singing a song, and then I did kind of come to work. The other day, we went up to the nursing home and we did sing no songs, but I was led by my pastor because you know some people gonna stay in it. We got the lights all around the church and all that. I only participate in putting that stuff up, and they keep trying to make me think something wrong with me. No, it ain't. It ain't nothing wrong with me because I don't want to put that stuff up. It ain't nothing wrong with me. Don't make it think. And you know what I'm serious? People are calling evil, like like Christian people for real to stand up against stuff. We're being called evil, like there's something wrong with us. No, I don't have to put lights up. I'm not evil. I just don't want to put them up. Y'all put them up. God, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I'm not putting them up. And that's just where I'm at with it. And I want people trying to draw me back in that thing. I don't want to be entangled again to the yoke of bondage. That was bondage for me, Seth. Bondage, and I am so set free. I can breathe while I watch everybody else run around and be tripping because that's what it was designed to do. Wow. Well, listen, y'all, i got to wrap this show up. It always cuts on us before I play, finish playing my little song. I like to end my show with a little song. So I want to do this. Uh, I want to go to Ella Shaw. Ella Shaw, go ahead and give me a little quickly. I mean, quickly, brother. Less, less than two minutes because y'all been talking all night. We are. We, we, we good. Yeah, don't feel like I'm cutting you short now. It's just i got to wrap this show up, and I don't ever get that song in. Uh, so anyway. I got a um, minute. I can do it in a minute. I can do it okay, in a minute. Okay, go ahead. 
Okay, first thing. This thing about good intentions and doing something. Um, everybody can recall the incident when they were bringing the ark back into Israel and David brought the ark back. And the ark slipped and tipped. And there was a person who was not designated to carry the ark. He reached and he grabbed the, the, the sand that the ark was on so the ark wouldn't fall. All of us who know the Bible know what happened to that man. He died. Guess who killed him? The most I did. He was doing a good thing. He was trying to keep the ark from hitting the ground. And to everyone on this line, I got 30 seconds because I said a minute. I'm going to ask you a question. Why do you do things that you got? And my, everyone I have, I have just one question. Can anybody in the scripture? But why would you just anybody, about that really quick? And remember, just we're about to join get struck now, just simply for touching on. Remember, that's another covenant. It was a completely different covenant, but we'll get into that later. Go ahead, what you got to say. And that is this, sir. As I told you, Christmas was not a part of the Bible because it's not in the Bible. And Christmas was not, and Christmas did not come into existence until the third century. That's 300 years after Christ died. Now I have a last question. I'm getting off the line. Can anybody on this line show me in the scripture where we're instructed to honor and celebrate Christmas? If you do it, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Not Christmas, but Christ. Christ. Hold on. Are you saying no, no, Christ no, or Christmas? No, we're celebrating the day. Now I'm, I'm a question. I don't want to do this because I will say we have three seconds. I just give this challenge to anybody. Anybody. Gotcha. Go gotcha. Okay. Show me in the scriptures where we're instructed to celebrate Christ's birthday. He asked you to celebrate one thing, and that was the keeping members of the honor of Passover. When he kept Passover, well, well, let me let me just say this. Let me just say this. Let me just say this, brother Elishua. Well, let me just say this. We don't. We can't answer that because we don't have time. So we probably need to have you on next week, and we'll, I'll call you. And we just have you. On. I don't like this, this, these questions to end because it looks like you're gonna nobody gonna be able to answer because we don't have time. But I really do have an answer. We celebrate everything in the Bible. <laughs> His blood, his sacrifice, his, his burial, his resurrection, him coming. You got to be kidding. <laughs> All right, listen, no, no, folks, no, I got to no, wrap no, this No, no, I got to wrap the show up, LSU. I got to wrap it up. I got to wrap okay. it up, for real, for real. All jokes aside, we're going to cut off here, and I want to play this song because we're trying to right, manage with these songs. Yeah, we're going to have you on next week. If you if you follow through with me, we're going to have you on, brother. All right, Sister GC, it's so good to hear from you. Erica, Danielle, I'm going to put y'all lines on hold now, Sister GC. Really appreciate having okay. you. Hopefully you'll listen next week and next really? Tuesday as well, okay? Tuesday, every Tuesday? Yes, yes, Tuesday night. And don't hang up. I want you to okay. hear his last song. I want you to hear his okay. last song. I won't. All right, everybody's on hold now. Folks, we do thank you for your time tonight. Again, you've been listening to the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. Love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. This is a secular song, they say, but can it be made holy? Well, let's see. Check this out. <laughs> 